going. Um, this is Donovan. We'll just go around in a circle, I guess. I think we're already doing it. It's already happening. Yeah, it's already happened. All right. So, what's your name? Shawan Grace. Nice. Nice yes. to meet you. This is Clay. Hank Doster. Hank Doster. Okay, and uh, we have currently titled this podcast thing being masturbation a thing where we do not know exactly what it is obviously we'll find our footing when it happens Um, the title will not change the title will not change though i think that is that's a go-to for sure it's a pretty good go-to i think um so i guess one of the things that we all really have in common is like we love a lot of forms of media and more specifically, what we're going to be talking about today is albums and stuff like that. Uh, so we have compiled a list of the top 10 albums that we personally liked over the, co- over the course of 2022. And these are all personal lists. Obviously, everything's subjective. Our opinions are our opinions. Like, you know, fuck off if you don't like that. Um, Real quick. Pretty open to that. <laughs> uh, should we give them a little backstory to like why we're even doing this? Yeah, I mean, so I, guess. I guess I know what they're getting Shit, Just to have yeah. fun, man. Yeah, yeah we're having know, some fun. Having yeah. some fun, but yeah, definitely. Just, we'll, just some friends uh, needing an extra step of accountability to stay in touch and drink some booze. Yeah, right. Just having fun. <laughs> yes. Um, a couple of us have had previous experience with podcasts. Me and Clay, um, we hosted a, a small, short-lived podcast that we hope to resurrect at one point. Heck yeah. You, you definitely should. Both Plug that shit. What's it called? Yeah. Uh, it was called the Midnight Drive Podcast. I don't know if it's going to change or anything like that. It was. But. So I had two. I had uh, the Midnight Drive one that we did that I had to do for school. And then I wanted to do another one. And it was called Pop Culture Commando. Oh, yeah. I have no idea where I got that. These, I love, but it was just titles. like pop culture stuff. I like it. That Does that mean you're not wearing your pop culture undies? Correct. Okay. <laughs> Bro's got the Jaws 2 shirt on right now. Yeah. <laughs> Jaws 2 is the best sequel out of all of those. Mm-hmm. Best sequel. Jaws specifically? Jaws specifically? Or? or best sequel of all time? I'm the best sequel out oh, of the okay. franchise. Oh, okay. okay. Gotcha. Good question. Good question to follow up. <laughs> Not to go down a rabbit hole, right. but do you know how many Jaws there are? There are four. Okay. And four I would days. say the, with the sequence of release, they, they it's a rapid decline. Mm-hmm. Like Jaws, obviously, is one of the greatest films of all time. Jaws 2 is kind of like like the slasher version of it in terms of its setup. And then three and four got awful. Have we all seen the first Jaws? Yes. I I have have. seen the first one. It's, it's been a while, but it's not bad. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's, it's okay. I mean, not to like get into that. Cause that's not what we're like talking. Not where we're 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 talking about. I I expected that to come out of your mouth. Wow. (laughs) Um, It's all right. I'm weird. I'm weird. Is this our first hot take? Right. (laughs) First hot take. Wow. Uh, we like, all love y'all, but uh, it, it, it's, it's all right for that. <laughs> oh my god, here we go with the cringe. Um, <laughs> the I watched it not too long. Ago. I watched it like maybe a couple of years ago for the first time. I Same. remember liking it. I do remember some of the parts of it dragging a little bit, which is I think that's just that's like fair. personal preference for me. Yeah. But I I think. If I actually like sat down and did some research and find a full appreciation of what it was, I think I would come to appreciate it a lot more. But upon first watch, I was like, it's a shark movie. I'm not scared by it because there's a lot more scarier things nowadays. Yeah. Hey, you watched it for the first time recently or uh, like two years ago? Wow. How old is it? I can't know. 75. 75. Okay. Jesus. Super old. Yeah. Because I think I last time I watched it, I was. I think I was in high school, so yeah, yeah. I love those was that your first time? That was my first time in high school, so yeah. Do you remember being scared by it? Not really. I mean, I was probably. I don't, I definitely don't feel like I was scared of it. I mean, I thought I thought it was cheesy because maybe it's a seventies thing, but yeah. it was just 
I feel like it was just. I would say it's it's not necessarily scary, but it's more thrilling. Like it's kind of more tense. That makes sense. Less suspense. And then like as the sequels go on, they get more schlocky. Like Jaws three is Jaws three D, and that takes place at Sea World. Oh lord. Jaws four is called Jaws Revenge, where the 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 shark is taking revenge on the family. It's really stupid, but it's fun. I probably I probably got scared when I got to Sea World because I love Sea World. So that's. I I think it was mostly. I guess if we're looking at it, not like sand shark, it's more about like the the people and everything like that. Because obviously, like the narrative's more focused on like the town wanting to push their their summer agenda and everything. The mayor just being like, "Oh, just keep it open. Who cares right. about these sh- sharks killing people? It's no big deal." It's a microcosm mm-hmm. for America. Uh, it's anti-capitalist. So, <laughs> what state did it take place? Uh, it's in uh, New England, up there, Massachusetts, Martha's Vineyard. Okay, that area, the Richie. The Kennedys live there. You must be oh, a yeah. diehard fan. You like just. I love Jaws. I think that was my favorite thing about watching it at that point in my life. Maybe it would have been different if I saw it when I was younger. But was seeing yeah. the setting of that time period. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Oh, for it. sure. Seeing that and seeing how they filmed it, and stuff like that. Yeah. I am super glad that we have a mini podcast already within this podcast. <laughs> we, <yeah>. Over Jaws. <laughs> Over Jaws. <laughs> um, next next you, podcast would be Jaws on Jaws. <laughs> Jaws on Jaws. Um, Can I do a segment? Presented by Mamitas, real quick. Yeah, go oh. for it. <laughs> presented by Mamitas. Um, are we? Do we already have a sponsor? Uh, <laughs> I hope so. That'd be yeah. sick. Again, sponsored Nike, by Adam and Eve. Nike's no, already sponsored. Nike sponsors me, so I think you know we can all just talk for that. Raycon so, earbuds. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, all right. Sorry about that. Have you seen that commercial? That commercial is uh-uh. here. Oh my no. gosh! It opens up with uh, Ray J just looking sloppy as shit. And just like he has a button down on his arms already rolled up, sweating per usual, like he sweats <laughs> obviously every reality show TV episode. And I'm like, bro, get up. He's just he's a hustler. I give that to him, but I'm like, dude, right? Do you think he called Kim Kardashian up at all? Oh, posted like post Kanye shit. Yes, I've I've heard he had another another tape that he was going nice. to black blackball oh, her with. Oh my yeah. god, was that the one that Kanye bought? Yes, oh, supposedly. <laughs> supposedly. Oh yes. my god. Yes. This is going to turn to a Kanye West conspiracy theory. <laughs> oh, oh, my. That guy. Um, we name it TMZ. Yeah. <laughs> One, I think this is a topic probably for another day. Because I feel like for we sure. could probably talk endlessly about this whole thing. Because, oh. like, that's, I mean, that's dominated news for the majority of, like, the past three or four years oh. of Kanye. I, th- I mean. I would say the biggest year is this, this, this yeah, year. Yeah, this, one, sure, this but... one's the culmination point, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, should we get into this top ten list? Yeah, start us, start okay. us off. Um, so I guess we should probably go around the room and be like, we'll, I guess, kind of go with our criteria of what we mm. kind of considered our top 10. Yeah. Um, so for me, I think, or had a, or what has like helped me through like a period of time in my life where it's just like, this is the only thing that's helping me currently. Um, I don't know. How about you guys feel? Yeah, I mean... I think I'm kind of the same way where it's just more so of my my mood for the day, but also kind of what's going on around me mm-hmm. and things of that nature. But it's more so of just like um, just just how the lyrics proclaim themselves. So also I like to see a big picture or like a different type of picture. Gotcha. So um, like with the different music that I listen to, they, they, they get into a storytelling or they kind of paint this picture that maybe I'm not used to or maybe something that is relatable to me so mm-hmm. that's kind of kind of the route that I pretty much go off of too but uh, um, I think it's just a move more so n- now I know we've had like a discussion about this in the past but um, I know you've mentioned like 
popularity by radio play, does that affect you at all? Uh, some radio play, I would say, depending on the hit itself. So, so with radio, sometimes they overplay it, and mm. then it takes the joy out of the song. Like, it, yeah, it of listening to, to it, but also it can either help an artist or break an artist sometimes too, because it feels like, all right, you know, they're trying to get on this platform, and I mean, it's all also about like lyrics and just mm. also. Um, reaching other people and in a fan base, mm-hmm. so sometimes I base it off of oh, can they reach yeah that type of fan base too? So. And that's something that I would say that I agree with because like yeah. we all want our friends or we all want our people that we like love and respect to like push through to the mainstream because like that right. gets them more traction and more of a light and everything like that. Right. Um, the concept of like selling out is kind of a shitty take for in my opinion yeah. just because like they're they're trying to they're doing what they love best and making the bag from it like that's fucking amazing yeah yeah clay um i'm trying to think here so i've always been more song oriented than album oriented kind of take things with stride yeah. I, I there's there's so much music now like obviously you know we've had spotify and apple tunes and all that it's, it's a lot easier to discover new bands and artists um, so the kind of my criteria, I, I'm always, I've always been more geared towards pop music. Mm. For those that don't know, I am a purebred homosexual, so I've always loved pop music. Context. Is that a requirement? Yeah. No, for, I mean, for pop music? Yeah. Okay. And then like, uh, <laughs> the gayer the music, the more I like it. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, I don't know. I've always, I mean, I grew up with classic rock and then obviously indie music. I appreciate indie music a lot more. I feel like. You have these kids now that are making music in their bedrooms, a lot yeah. more DIY. Mm-hmm. I don't I, know. I, mean, I just can, like that. Like, look at, what's her face? Billie Eilish. I mean, that's basically yeah, how she that, started. Like, and so many more. I would so. say you can you can record anywhere. I mean, yeah. that's also the the great basis. You can, I mean, you can literally just grab a, I've seen some artists, you know, record out of their closet. And right. Yeah. Just get right. it done, whatever. So it's crazy. I've, uh, I've heard of like uh, different artists like go inside their car and have a producer inside their house and they'll connect it in some way of that the, so. the car weirdly has really good acoustics yeah, um, yeah. i've learned that for through through like film school and everything nice. like that yeah that's surprising i'm gonna start doing that <clears throat> yeah yeah should uh, we I mean, record this in the car yeah yeah like just straight our stick. yes <laughs> just record it all in our separate cars <laughs> if that happens we may have to change the towel to four guys in a car <laughs> <laughs> um hey uh, well, yeah. how do you feel about album listing things uh purely well, not purely. Majority based on feeling, similar to what a lot of you have said. Um, you know, I know a lot of the... So I have ten albums that I've chosen, like we all have, and then I came up with, I think, four honorable mentions, just in case you want to go down that route. Um, I had a list of, like, 20 or 30 in total, much like you guys did, I'm mm-hmm. sure. I know we all talked about how many we had. Um, a lot of it comes down to just hearing the first ten seconds of a song and knowing... I'm going to fuck with this album hard. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's like yeah. such a rare thing. And then yeah, when that happens, you have me for life. <laughs> uh, so, some of these other ones were big anticipated releases that I know we all chat about during, before, during and after. Yeah. We've so obviously of some of those had to make the cut. And a lot of it too was just like, uh, either being pleasantly surprised or like, um, that, that element of discovery too. So, so when you say like, that first 10, 10 seconds being heard, like, is it kind of song based? Like, like, like kind of what Clay was saying, like, 
if you just hear so so one thing that I kind of go off of is kind of songs like that too like if I've heard it on the radio but I haven't gotten to the album just yet I can definitely you know figure out like oh I definitely want to fuck with this this album strong <laughs> like but you know obviously that's based off of you know some radio play but if you say you go into kind of Apple Music they have like the list of new singles that are coming out mm-hmm. like and you kind of test that out I mean obviously you probably don't listen to all of them or maybe not listen to the full record so do you always kind of base it off of that first 10 10 seconds to jump into the album or is it more so of like i'll I'll fuck with this artist let's just go ahead and just jump right into it definitely more of the latter um i think it's harder to find new music these days um for various reasons, like there seems to be less SoundCloud artists and things like that. So it's like relying mm-hmm. on these algorithms of Spotify, Apple Music, whoever. Right. Yeah. Um, but the 10 second thing is like a super rare thing. There's only one or two albums on this list that had that element. And even then, like, it's like, you know, like seeing a blue moon for the sake of the expression. Mm-hmm. Um, just to say who it is without getting into too much more detail, Kate LeBon, uh, her album Pompeii. I saw that recommended through something that I trusted online. I was like, oh, if they recommend it, it's probably good. And like first 10 seconds, like I'm even getting goosebumps thinking about now. The first 10 seconds gave me such a refreshing feeling that I was like, whatever this album is, it's different. It's good. That's all I need to know. Mm-hmm. And I, I sat down and listened to the rest of it right then because I knew it was something I cared about. Right. Uh, now, Kate Bon, what type of stuff is she doing? Oh, man, I'll probably butcher any sort of real genre stuff but like uh kind of like ambient experimental indie okay nice i guess interesting it was just like super unusual gotcha okay um well since you had already started um i guess i will start with my top 10 or my bottom um so number 10 i had for charlotte adigeri and bolus pupil um their their album they collaborated on an album called tropical dancer i remember recommending it to you at some point you would like checked it out, I think maybe initially. Um, so it's kind of like the best way to describe it would probably be craft work a little bit. Okay. Um, so it's very like, it, it has like a very like danceable house music kind of feel, but it's very like regimented and kind of like, I don't know how to describe it. It's not, it's not loose. It's very, very rigid. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, like danceable music um but it has like a very like cheeky spin to it too because like the first couple of singles or like the a couple of the songs on the album were very like tongue-in-cheek about like a lot of modern times about um this is the one that was kind of like i don't know if i'm right with the hip-hop thing but it was kind of like it didn't really fit into an exact category but talked a lot about current events yeah a little bit like that yep um yeah they just like they just produced like such really good danceable material and like charlotte's lyrics are very poignant for like regarding current times as well as i don't know it just like i don't know it just stuck with me i think right um there's just like a lot of really good points on it a lot of really good sampling as well like she there's a song called haha where she just like laughs and like the guy the bolus um like really manipulates that sampling to make it like a weird off-kilter beat it's a little scary at points but Mm -hmm. it's just like so when you say like it connects with you, so is it just like more so like connecting with something in your life or just kind of like for connectivity? I, I feel like this, honestly, this whole year and past two years, I've been really getting into like dance music. A okay. Lot. All right. Um, Heck yeah. Because like I, I've sure. been 
I, honestly, I've been searching for shit like that. Like, uh, I think I was talking with a couple people not too long ago about how there's like no clubs or anything anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just due to pandi- like the pandy and everything. But like, it, it, like there's not like a lot of places where you can just like go to dance or stuff like that. And I've just been like dancing in my room by myself, and it's just like there's some pretty hot dance clubs in this town that you know we're in right now. Yes. Finley, yeah, no, fuck that. Are you talking to you? Yes. Come on, man. Were people getting fights? Like, yes. <laughs> but you're dancing though. You're dancing, yeah. and then you're kind of bumping into somebody, and yeah. it's like. I heard they're having underground raves in Nino's. Yeah, oh, really, dude. That's I believe insane. it. If it's actually true. Schwan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think, well, I think Hank should start off with... Hank already started off. Did you already start your... Start your okay. Uh, yeah, I did the Kate LeBon. Kate LeBon. Uh, I did look her up a little bit. I should have came more prepared. Um, Where'd you place her at? What was the... Uh, I don't have my shit in any sort of order. Oh, okay. Got um, you. So, okay. mine will just be random. But, uh, I did see something interesting on our wiki. She sings in both English and Welsh. Hmm. Nice. I don't fully know what that means that somebody what's, sings in Welsh. Yeah, what's Welsh? Welsh um, I think it... I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say anything because I'm gonna butcher it if it's like if it's not correct. Uh, it's. I think it's a certain form of like the UK. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Oh, have you guys gotten into like UK drill music then? Ooh, like Stormzy. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I know of it. I'm not super air. Okay. Uh, well educated. Yeah, I, ha- I haven't gotten into the albums or anything like that. But I haven't hopped on the drill yet. But yeah. Oh. I, I've it's like flirted with it a little bit. Yeah, like Heady One. He's he's pretty dope. Um, I have to ask before we go into this: Are you mostly hip to drill because of Drake, or is there something else that? Uh, that yeah, we got to talk about would, the Drake factor would, of it all. I would say he started started me out on it, and then I caught, caught on it afterwards because, like, he does have a couple artists on his label that are kind of UK UK drill too. But um, <clears throat> I would say he probably started me out on that for sure. Do you have wonder? Go ahead. So five year four is more drill, right? He is drill. That's actually he's my, fire. Yeah. Him and Pop Smoke were like my top uh, New York drill music for gotcha. sure. Okay. So, yeah, did, Fabio for sure. Does anybody know the drill start out in the UK? I'm not sure. Or was it kind of a uh, unanimous thing? It, or simultaneous? So, the UK drill, and I think Chicago had a form of it. Yeah, that, Chicago has one. That, UK, that initiated through it. New um, York. It initiated yeah. through like this very specific area in. In Chicago, um, I remember it because there's this guy on uh, YouTube called Channel Five that actually like went there to talk with some of the people. I think I forget who came out of it. It was like a, he's like a very famous person, yeah. um, but like he, yeah, like that. I think that genre a little bit started there because like they were. It's mostly talking about like real life experience. Oh yeah, within, yeah, like, gang mean, wars and everything. Yeah, gang like that. wars and I mean it could it can be a lot. Like I think Pop Smoke was very like he did variety topics mm-hmm. really jumping around with his i think before he passed and then like favio like most of his album was drill but he actually featured a lot of artists that don't do drill at all mm-hmm. and they did great on it so, gotcha um like like i mean hate to bring him up again but kanye did um a feature with favio and like killed it that's so, how i got hip to him that's yeah true. for sure yeah <laughs> like, that, that future was, was sick though yeah that future was sick like, like literally as soon as that came out i was like i gotta know who this dude is yeah, yeah. i can commend i can commend him for that yeah yeah but not for a lot of other yeah, things i get that, I, get okay. that. Uh, okay. I have one final question before we make a dealer claire shawan yeah. do you have one or two drake albums on your list that's a good question uh he only i i didn't put that uh 
I would say honorable mention was the dance music one. Uh, okay. Honestly, never mind. Uh, honestly, never mind. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I was looking for, you know, something dance too, but uh, when I heard Beyonce was coming out with that, then I was like, all right, well, I th- and think, then hers came a little th- bit stronger. I think that was a really good indication of like two greats going to yes. a different form of music yeah. and one doing them well and one doing them terrible. I would say Drake wasn't terrible because he actually wrote a couple of songs for Beyonce on that album. If you see some of that, that okay, well, performance-wise, though, so it, I think it's all based on the the pop the that, population going against that. That being the, said, the, I, the beehive. So. That being said, I have not listened to that yet. Yeah, you gotta, um, you gotta pay attention a little bit. Just, just, I, a, I, it, just, just a tad. Okay, get that, get that, get that, get that going, bro. Okay, honestly, I mean, like for. One, I think we could. I can think we. I think we could dish about Drake for a long time. I'm just saying he parties with Jay Z and Beyonce. So. I, I think <laughs> greatness, uh, greatness all in one room. So, <laughs> well, his quality needs to show for it. His quality needs to show for it. That's yeah, the you thing. know, I just, I would just say that. But for uh, the for the people at home who don't know, <laughs> is it safe to describe you as a Drake super oh, fan? Oh, Drake super fan for okay. sure. Okay, and I, I mean, and I think I outwardly hate him. That I. There's, you know what, I Donnie's an anti stand. Yeah, there's a there's a lot more anti uh, Drake people than I than I have really realized. I mean, looking at some of these tweets, I, I would say most of them are. Um, I'm not going against any like female or anything, but a lot of them were hating females that I feel like they just want to try to get with Drake or Drake did something mm-hmm. around the, around town and then Toronto. I'm like, I mean. A lot of greatness comes out of Toronto. You got Justin Bieber, like The Weeknd. So I mean, like one of those are arguable. Uh, all three? Oh, one, one of three? them. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, two of them you, are arguable. If you look at, I mean, artist numbers, I won't get into D two, but <laughs> that's fine. I let you, you know, be that's fine. That's a topic for another day. Probably. I've, I've heard Drake is very, you know, uh, people say he's attention thirst, but there's no, there's no attention thirst when you're that big. Like okay. it's. It's inevitable. So it's like, so what do you mean? I'll, I'll challenge myself. I'm going to challenge myself and we'll probably just record about it or something like that. <laughs> For sure. This, that's it, a whole nother episode. I'll, I'll listen to his whole discography. Ooh. Ooh. That's a commitment. I'll listen that's to strong. his whole discography and I will tell you what I like and what I don't like. Okay. That's that's fair. I mean, Is that okay. That's yeah. Do your thing. I okay. mean, but just once <laughs> what, again, what, what do you hourly it, hate? <laughs> I mean, I don't. Let's I don't take a one much. at a time. Yeah, let's yeah. take one at a time. I don't hate much, uh, but for the next pod. And one, another, another thing was like Lil Wayne did bring him out, so that's another greatness. Mm-hmm. So just, I'm just going. I'm not hating on Lil Wayne. Going. I just want to chime in and say JB was on some Jack U hits that were straight fire. So. Yeah. I mean, he's been doing it since 12, so I mean, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. Number so 10. My yeah, my my tenth. I did uh, Rod Wave, uh, Beautiful Mind. So. Um, for some of you, like, you know, like probably have not heard of him. Like Rod is like he's been pretty fire this past year, I would say. But I really caught on to him probably in 2020 during like the pandemic time, where uh, I mean, I wasn't like in any dark space or anything like that. But his music really connected because of like my childhood and also like my friend circle, also and then like different female experiences I've gone against. So um, I would say like. He connects to me like in most cases. I put him at ten because this album was in twenty twenty two, but his real great album was in twenty twenty one, So Fly. And okay. I mean that track, those those tracks on there was amazing through and through. Uh on this beautiful mind he did like 
connect with Jack Harlow that I didn't I didn't see coming, but they did a great combo together. And um like he just I think he connects in so many ways because you can kind of relate to him, I think, with certain things, certain experiences that I've kind of gone through too. So um I'm kind of it just depends on my mood of the day when I listen to him. Like I'll probably miss listen to him mostly on a Friday because it's just like me coming down a little bit. So, gotcha. When, um, sorry, go ahead. When you said um growing up and friends' experiences and different life experiences, do you think that's something a lot of like a a checkbox a lot of artists don't check, or do you think he just did it very well? I think I would say I think he just did it very well. I think some some of the artists that I do listen to um i can i can say probably how they they go into certain things i can say they they kind of hit hit the check marks on certain things but when it gets out of the out of the box for me where it gets kind of fiction I, then it takes me off but um but with him i think he just kind of did it into a format that kind of suits me a little bit better so okay yeah. does he have a particular genre within hip hop that um his is more so of calling that rapping with a melody type thing where he he de- definitely has a great voice behind it too so is it kind of singing or? yeah it's kind of like i can't i can't really uh, kind of explain it but i mean he definitely has a great voice where he can kind of slow it down pick it up and then sing about it too so a little bit too so um just his genre i would say it's a little bit of r&b but it's also hip-hop where he kind of brings it back too so which another great artist does named Drake. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Donnie will have to look into it. Right, yeah, I'll, I'll look, into that. That, look into that. Look into that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm off it, man. That's so, yeah. <laughs> Clay's up. All right, what's up, Clay? So, Drake, Drake will always be Aubrey Graham, a.k.a. Jimmy Brooks, right. from Degrassi to me. <laughs> Jimmy Brooks. Man's in a wheelchair. I want to say, uh, we did build a playlist before this episode uh, for us to put some songs on from our, our top picks. Mm-hmm. And I especially loved your picks, Clay. Oh, did you? Thank you, Hank. I feel like the three of us have a lot of overlap, maybe, and like your shit was so, just so new and exciting. I'm not. I, I like hip hop. I love hip hop, but I I don't listen to a lot of it. I'm very minimal when it comes to knowledge about it. Like, um, for number ten, I have the Don FM, The Weekend. I love that album. That's a good choice. What he's been doing lately, like this whole '80s synth. I'm a big synthesizer '80s fan. So what he's doing right now, I appreciate. Um, I've ever since Trilogy came out. Yes. Fucking love The Weekend. I love Star- a great one out of Toronto. I sure. love, I, even Starboy, like that. I feel like that. Would you say that's his most commercial? I would yeah. say yeah. That's, but even like idea. even that, I love. Like, I feel like coming like that's like Michael Jackson back yeah. from the grave. Like in terms of his vocals, right. like it's insane. Oh, for sure. It's insane. But I love um, the album highlight for me. I like uh, how do I make you love me? I love that mm. fucking song. Yeah. Um, the one with Tyler, the creator, is really good. Yeah. Um, Sacrifice. Yes. <laughs> Sacrifice Just, is a, underrated. I think that needed more radio play. I would. Yeah. I feel like this one didn't make a huge splash. Like it did, but it didn't. It was kind of short lived. Yeah, because, I, and because it wasn't after hours, bro. Right. It, 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 it wasn't it, after. It hours. was a really good starting point for the year. Yeah. Um, I think after hours probably. I think just because he broke into that with after hours, I think yeah. that's right. why Don FM wasn't as God well damn. received. Yes. And after I think hours, partially had something. Such after a good hours, one. So good. Yeah. Um, I think. I think also partially like people were clowning on him for like the old man makeup that he had for the cover art as well. Yeah. yeah, which is pretty fucked up. I mean, shout bit. out to Abel Testafe for like 
actually doing some shit. For sure. Like, yeah. he could have stayed in the pop lane as everybody else, which he's still kind of, like, teetering on. There yeah. But he's still, like, doing cool, creative shit. Yeah. Yeah, every song that he's come out with, I've loved. I don't think I've ever disliked every yeah. single song that he's done. I don't know why. I just... I. Love that he album. doesn't really have too many bad songs. Like yeah, to me, Starboy wasn't my favorite, but like right. still, it's like better than most shit. Right. I mean, I, I'm I kind of mess with him more so of when he was doing R and B straight, and then when he kind of fucks with some of the street shit. So like he just jumped on a track with uh, Metro Boomin, and he got back to his street shit. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. like he was you know like he's from the slum, so it's like right. a little different when he goes pop like that. I get pop money is very different than hip hop money for sure. Mm-hmm. So. I get that, so I you know applaud for him for to be able to cross over like that. But I like I like his street shit and like more so that R and B shit. Too. I think my favorite album of his is Kissland. Ooh, okay, oh, that's a damn, good, that's a good one. That's a good one. I love yeah. um, what's the one song? Something in the rain. Yeah, tears in the rain. Yes. Oh man, yeah. that shit's like MJ to me too, a little bit as mm-hmm. far as like telling this big crazy big story. Right. Um, he's another person's discography that I really need to like actually jump on because I, yeah. I I think I hopped on the wave when like after hours happened. So, like, I haven't, like, super experienced all of his stuff yet. Right. I mean, like, I've had, like, a couple of, like, the big singles that happened, like, Can't Feel My Face or stuff like that. Um, I forget what that album came out of. What, what song did... Uh, can't Feel My Face came out of... Um, oh, man. What album? I mean, that... What was that? Uh, I can't think of the name. I forget. Oh, uh, Beauty Behind the Madness? Yeah, that's oh. what it was. Clay, do you fuck with that album? Yes. Uh, yes. I do love that one. I, yeah. um, my first, like, real relationship... Is when Trilogy came out and when we yeah. ended. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that album was there for me. It's just like, it's so epic. Right. Is right. there one out of Trilogy that stands out to you? I, I just think it's a collective thing. I just, I just love it. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. It's hard to, it's really hard for me to like pick apart like certain songs or whatever. I, I feel like sometimes when, like I said, I'm more song oriented than album oriented, but that, that three album thing that he did for that, just it, it it's very fluid. And yeah. I like, I don't know. It's hard to describe. I feel like a lot, lot of these like albums and songs, it's hard to say like why I really connect with it or love it. I mean, it just, it just is yeah. kind of thing. If that makes it's sense. What it feels. And it, right. I, I it's feel a, like for you, like it has like a really good pop sensibility. That, like, for sure. That for forward. sure. You said you broke up when Trilogy came out. Is yes. That right? mm-hmm. it, was that ever, did you like shelve that trilogy because of that? Cause you're like, Oh, it's associated with like kind of a, not a at all negative feeling or you just, no. Okay. I look as as like it was like a helping hand. Oh, okay. (laughs) That makes sense. I think it covered a lot, so it's just like it it was a lot of up and down roller coasters. So, Mm -hmm. what was the third one in trilogy? Oh, because there was House of Balloons. Yeah. Thursday. What the heck's the third one? What was that one? I'm looking at it now because I cannot remember. I would say, just getting back before we get back to that, but another thing was I think I think that I heard this was that. Drake was trying to sign the weekend, and I read about some beef about that. that. Yeah, they they beefed up a little bit, and then I think the weekend they he came out and just I think Drake said that he just realized that the weekend was just going to be bigger than mm-hmm. than than Drake, and to try, to try to have him on a label like that would be. Do you think he outrageous. surpassed him? Um, in some numbers, yes, especially pop numbers. I, I mean, mean, yeah, because he's the most listened to artist. Echoes of Silence, yeah, currently, I think. Oh yeah, that was the third one. Okay. What was it? What was it? Uh, Echoes of Silence. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Hit us with an album. I'm going to say Denzel Curry. Okay. Does anybody melt have my eyes? Curry? I did not. That's the name of it, right? Yeah, melt my eyes. See your future. Yep. 
Donnie, I think, could probably speak leaps and bounds more about Denzel Curry than I can. Um, but I do know... Oh, shit, you probably know the name of him. His, what, his first album is Mixtape. Oh, 13, I think. What's the one where he kind of looks like he's in the, like Imperial, a, like a military or something? Imperial? Imperial, I think. Yep, I fucked with Imperial hard when that came out. Um, and then he's just one of those people who I've done a poor job of keeping up with, but I think you were the one who told me to listen to this album, Donnie. And man, it fucking slapped. It's super good. It's, What's the one called? Walkin'? Uh, Walkin'. Yeah. Oh my god. That that on it, like he has such a really good mind, and I think I think that's just mostly his anime mindset a little bit, um, where like he finds like a holistic piece and tries to build an album around that. Because he did that with this. He did that with um, Taboo. Oh, um, Taboo was a great one. And too. also, like he he shows that side of conceptual album sensibility with it. But also he can go with straight up bangers like with Zoo and everything like that. Yes. Yep. Um, I mean, I wish I had had more. I guess I could have dedicated more time to like writing notes about each of these and really diving into them again. Maybe I'll do that for future stuff. Um, we're starting out. We're all virgins on this, this, this yeah. first podcast. <laughs> but I just remember one: the whole album slapped. Two: uh, a lot of the content he was talking about was like good shit. Like. Mm-hmm you know, discourse in this day and age, racial relations, injustices, uh, life in general. And he just put it together so well. It was, I mean, there's no doubt that this should be on most people's top 10 list. I think that's a similar theme for my choices for most of the year, I think. Uh, Apart from like personal choices and stuff like that. But like a lot of what I was thinking of this year was a lot of like a lot of personal change as well as like, societal change that's been happening because like we're all trying to react to like current events and stuff like that and i think like a lot of this music has like geared towards that yep yeah uh, yeah i would say denzel i haven't gotten on into his bandwagon yet so I need, need to to kind of, yeah I, I, think I, I think i heard one song and i was like eh we uh, i think it was at one of, one of our friends' parties, Britney's party, I think. If for, nobody knows Britney, it's fine. <laughs> Britney Spears. We'll, ha- we'll have her on. Britney, if you're listening, we'll have her on the show. We know Shout you. out to you. Yeah. I, I know you, Britney. <laughs> um, I think I, I put on a Denzel Curry song, or I put it on the queue or something like that. Okay. And I remember us having a conversation about how much it sucked for you. Yeah. And I was like, I love this shit. What's going on? Is he the one, one of those artists that uh, just like yells into the mic? Is that... Not always. Maybe I'm not thinking, always. Okay, no. but he's one of them though. He, he has. He, okay. he starts to yell at to do All it. right. Okay. But like the, his lyricism is like bar none. He's like he's got bars for days, dude. Mm. Are okay. you a Denzel Curry guy? I've never even heard of him. Okay. That's I'm fair. Really, I suck. That's fair I know. <laughs> so he's not obviously that big yet. So you know, he's, he's getting there. I mean, like he's he. I, the one thing I think is really holding him back. He's like. <sighs> I don't know. He just like pushes for the stars, but he doesn't have that mainstream appeal that people really like gravitate towards. Mm. So how do you get that mainstream appeal? Radio. You, you write a Don FM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would. I mean, would the mainstream appeal even suit him? I don't think. I don't so. think it would. Yeah. I feel like I feel like he's really comfortable in his niche right now, and I think like that. Honestly, if you're fine with that and you don't want to break for the stars, like I'm honestly like. In terms of like being famous or anything like that, I don't think like being famous is really that great for people. Mm-hmm. I think it has a lot of drawbacks for a tons multi- of scrutiny, tons of scrutiny, told multitude of reasons. But like, yeah. I mean, if I were to ever like have a claim some amount of fame, I think it would just I would much prefer something marginal and 
um, to quote to quote musical theater. Um, I'd I'd rather be nine people's favorite thing than a hundred people's ninth favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just like I, I feel like that. I feel like that's <laughs> a sentiment that, that I like, <clears throat> gravitate towards. Yeah. Anyway, it's on to my number nine. Um, number nine. I, I have uh, Mitski's Laurel Hell. So Mitski is an artist. Um, I love Mitski. Who's a very like. Uh, thank you. I appreciate the appreciate the Mitski love over here. Um, she she has that kind of like dreamy aesthetic a little bit. She has a lot of very guitar focused things as well. Um, she it, it almost feels like diary entries from the way she writes her lyrics and stuff like that. Um, she has, she had, uh, had gotten a very big single with the song Nobody off of her last album, and I think she took all of that fame and didn't want anything to do with it so she had to like stop for a little bit um but with this one she kind of like honestly it's on like the other side of like the 80s aesthetic with me for like most of it um how do you mean it's very new wavy okay. kind of um like it's i don't know how to describe like a typical 80s song not, not tears for fears or anything like that but like it, it has a really good connection i couldn't to for personal reasons i couldn't like fully listen to the album for the entirety of the year um because i think it had like a lot of just like context that i kind of needed to get away from for a little bit because honestly i had listened to it and i was like tearing up because i think i associated it in a point in my life where it's just like a lot of hardship came through um it's not the worst it sucks because like it's really good like it has really good like moments for me um um, but like i had gotten the chance to like listen to it and actually not like feel like super horrible about it um in terms of like my emotions and stuff like that but like uh but maybe that's sometimes i feel like music's for that to like unlock some of that stuff because mm -hmm. it's like like I mean, I mean for like some some people's cases they don't know how to express that right so like or get that or unlock that emotional side of themselves so like if you have certain music that does that you know and you're able to just kind of listen to that and then take a step back to figure out like mm -hmm. oh what that does for you then I think that's just great one it could be great music it could be terrible music but at the same time it's it's reckon you know recognition like I guess recognizable music itself because you just recognize what that music can do for you but also how much you connect with certain music too so definitely yeah and i would say that i've connected with her music a lot um i i actually got to see her in concert this year and like i was in fucking tears the right. entire time. where'd you see her at she uh, it was at uh newport oh in columbus not not no no sorry not newport uh shit a masonic temple Ooh. Oh, nice! nice. Example. I've been there. Really good, really really good venue. I saw Lana Del Rey there. Boo! <laughs> I, I, that was a good I, fucking show. I haven't listened to her. <laughs> Whoa, dude! Oh, damn. I need to. I need to. What's her Norman Rockwell? Norman fucking Rockwell. yeah, Norman fucking Rockwell. That was the latest one. Was that twenty one or twenty two? Twenty. Twenty. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Okay. She's had released a couple albums since then. Actually. Yeah. Um, At least one. I know that for sure. If I can chime in real quick, go for it. <laughs> Do you ever, based off what you guys are talking about, about like certain albums uh, being there when you need them, essentially, do you almost feel like that's an unanticipated sacrifice in some sense? Like, I know there are a couple of albums I've listened to and hardships in my life that I 
to this day refuse to go back to because um, I can't shake the the mood of the memory from when I I know that album from. Mm-hmm. Do you have any of those? Like, is that how you still feel? I know you said you've kind of been able to listen to Mitski more, but like, if there are albums like that for you, like, you know, maybe there will be at some point years from now a time where you can listen to them and enjoy them. But like, for me personally, it's been an unintended sacrifice because it's like, well, that album was great in that moment, but now I can't go back. I could. I choose not to go back and listen to it. I think there are probably a couple of things. I can't really name them off the top of my head or anything like that. Um, for this one specifically, um, I like, obviously you guys know it, but I experienced a breakup this year and I, this is something that we had shared and like I shared a love for and everything like that. And I think trying to move on from that point and trying to find like myself a little bit, it's, it seems so pretentious or existential and everything like that, but like. I did find it hard to go back to that, but like having since gone through that point in time, uh, listening to the, this now, like I, it's not holding like super harsh negative energy or anything like that. Hell yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would say I don't have any albums like that. Cause I kind of, I look at it for what it is really. Cause it's like the take care album for Drake. I know where my life was like everything that I was going through for that at that time like through breakups through other certain aspects like with my family or anything like that i know exactly what and where like my turning stage was for my life so Mm -hmm. like that's one album i can i'll just go back to because i can remember okay what kind of characterized me for the rest of my life kind of thing so it just so i kind of like look at it for like okay that's it's a part of me so Mm -hmm. now i need to kind of grow with it like or you can grow from it but like I don't like to departmentalize from it. I I, mm-hmm. I learn from it. You know what I mean? Just kind of kind of go from there for it. So that's a great um, album, by the way. I love Take yeah, Care. Yeah, Take Care is like <laughs> Take Care is like, great. I would say I love that when that yeah, came out. I think it's one of the best albums. Right. <laughs> you got me. I can't. Okay. You, you can thank Drake later. <laughs> yes. I guess I will. Later. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Like it. I I mean, I wouldn't say it'll help you through a breakup, but it'll it'll help you understand like what your next move is and like stuff like that so like i think that's kind of what that helped me with so awesome yeah okay i think like what you said like compartmentalizing like there's certain songs and albums that like evoke sadness or nostalgia right. or whatever right. that kind of stuff like there's certain songs like i heard at funerals that i don't really go back oh, to Jesus. On yeah. and on, like old country songs and stuff like that but yeah. i don't know i just even if uh I was listening to an al- a certain album like during a bad time like listening to it now it, it's like weirdly endearing mm-hmm. Like, cause I experienced it and I came out of it. I can go back and listen to it. Cause you're remembering it fondly. Yes. Despite your hardship. Yeah. Right. Damn. So that's what I would, I that's I, my answer. I mean, for, for also like, you know, losing, uh, like loss that you go through. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I like to just test that to see if I'm still like in that state of oh, mind. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like, am I still dealing with that or have I moved on from it type of thing? I'm not saying it's like something that you should move on from, but it's like, right. Something, is it something that still touching me or something like true that. do you so. feel like you're sticking your hand on a hot burner like, yeah yeah exactly like oh is it gonna hurt me ah, uh, that's that sacrifice song, yeah yeah taking, yeah, yeah. taking chances yeah. sometimes i just put it on there and just go with it, Let it burn. yeah uh for hopping to schwann's kudos to donnie for having a, a growth year 
Oh, thank yes. you. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> sure. The, my growth has not happened yet. That's number one. Mm. Okay. Anyway, Shawan's yeah. number nine. My number nine is uh, I would say Scissors um, S O S. Yeah, she did. She did make it because I. She made it. I, I think I was. <laughs> I was anticipating her album for a while there, yeah. and then I was like, "How is she gonna come? And how different will she be uh, from her last album?" That's what five years old. So is super, it super long? Super ago. long ago. Damn. I mean, 2017. I would say the whole TDE gang was all five years. I mean, wow. pretty much. So I love her. Um, show yeah. Us. yeah. So I, I think she touched on a lot of things. That uh, she has some great samples in there. She even brought Old Dirty Bastard in mm-hmm. R.I.P. Like that was, I thought that was dope. Yeah. Um, Interesting choice. Yeah. I was like, Old Dirty Bastard, girl. <laughs> you did that shit. O- OD, yeah. ODB and Phoebe Bridges yeah, on the same track, right? right? Like, crazy. Oof. That is crazy. What is, yeah. Yeah. I, they, she brought in like. Like '60s girl group doo-wop. She did into she did. it, and I'm like, and she girl? had some rock in there. Yeah, she had a, it sounded like she went country a little bit too. Right. And then like, then she showed off her bars, and I was like, yeah. oh yeah, you need to just go come around out with a rap album for uh, real. Plus that album cover too is fucking yeah, like, like the Princess Diana cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've only listened to Kill Bill, and actually just okay. recently listened to it like two days ago. I would say. Listen to listen to Blind and then Snooze. Snooze is my favorite. Thing. I would say Snooze is my favorite because. Mm-hmm. I can, like, connect in a way with my spouse of, of that because of like that. So it's like her lyrics were like true, true for sure on that. But what's what's snooze about? Uh, so like it's I would just kind of like, um, I I don't want to go quote for quote for, but it's like more so of like snoozing on your love a little bit for a significant other maybe, and then like. You don't want to lose that that significant other at the end of the day. So I think that's kind of maybe the basis of it a little bit. I could be wrong on that, but okay. uh, definitely it's just a when I hear it come on, it's just like boom, that's 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 it right there for sure. And then like blind, I think she comes in with like some bars that that you just didn't expect her to kind of rap off of. Like I think so, if I'm not mistaken on that single. So, um, but yeah, I mean also going on her cover album, like her cover was great. But I'm also a Baby Keem fan, and it's, it's... It's very reminiscent. It's very reminiscent on that. I, I didn't... I would say I wasn't pleasantly um, liking that direction I, of it. I think she could have came back I better think, with that, but... I'd say I'd like weirdly prefer it over the Baby Keem one. I, I like the Baby Keem one. Hmm. I don't know. But, well, you know, yeah. I'm surprised there's a major list based off uh, the text we had a couple weeks ago. What's that? <laughs> Baby Keem? No, Sism. When we were talking about... Uh, yeah, um, possible topics. And at that at that time, I didn't. I mean, I can't remember who we were gonna do instead. But we were talking about some Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean, yeah. Compare and contrast. Was, that's uh, another. That's another day. Yeah, see, that's a whole thing. I think Frank Ocean is is pretty great. But who? You Just know, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, he hasn't released an album. In like <laughs> yeah, who's that long? Yeah, he's almost six, seven years. So like, my my fucking background on my phone is me oh, thirsting man. about blonde. Like, <laughs> yeah, I had I hadn't been through the whole album yet when we did that. So well, yeah, I, I just that, yeah, I was trying to infer some some context around that because yeah. I knew it didn't sound like. You had high expectations, so I didn't know where you sat. But it was also like a one-line right, yeah. text. Yeah, I didn't so. have. I guess I didn't have high expectations for her because she's been on like featured on a couple singles since her time between five years. But I guess I just didn't expect her to. I don't know if she hit every mark. That's why she's kind of low on my list. But um, you know, definitely didn't hit like Kendrick 
coming off of five years also. So, but yeah. that's also a different genre. That's also a different style. So and that's I also that. coming up on this list. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so yeah. Clay. Clay. Number nine, I have uh, Half Life by Castlebeat. Castlebeat. Have you ever heard of Castlebeat? No, it might not. It's a dude. Uh, his name is Josh Huang. He's from Brooklyn, and he does like dream pop, like lo-fi. He, he had an album called VHS. Like if you think of look at a static TV and like think of like synthy music, that's the kind of thing he does. He does a lot of like instrumentals where it's all like synth, but he does vocal as well. He kind of sounds like Beach Fossils, right? A little, it's it's the it's very synthy, yeah. Like it's like a Stranger's Things soundtrack, kind of that kind of okay. thing going on. But um, yeah, the whole album just it it slaps, and that's all I'm gonna really <laughs> say about it. It's a slapper. He, I mean, he just consistently puts out stuff I like. I I love like kind of droney synthy. Just does he have lyrics or no? On a couple of songs, yeah, he has. Uh, he sings in some of his stuff, but because I remember listening to his playlist and that one. The Half Life, if I'm remembering correctly, but his um his stood out to me for sure. The single from there is uh, looking yeah. for something like that's we're gonna get copyright claim. <laughs> but <laughs> that kind of at thing. a certain time, <laughs> kind of like uh, like a soundtrack to an '80s movie for sure, like of a stuff. coming of age, right? Right, very nostalgic. Oh man, real quick, I know I asked you about this. Have you seen uh, Hot Summer Nights? Yes. Did you like it? I liked it when it came out. I remember it didn't get that much like. It's got terrible reviews, and I don't know why. It was like Timothy Chalamet before he was big, and yeah. there's a couple other people in there that I remember liking, but it's an A24 movie, if I'm not mistaken. It is, it, it yeah. is yeah. And I it feel just, like that would have been a good soundtrack for that movie. Yeah, it just kind of slipped under the radar. I think it was trying to go for... I don't I don't even know. I don't know. Well, Bones and all. <laughs> it was a great fucking movie. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> I, did, like, I, I haven't seen it since it came out, but I, I liked it when it came out. I, didn't, I wasn't over the moon for it, but I, I liked it a lot. Was I it, liked the direction of it. Was it just okay for Donnie? I, didn't, I haven't seen it yet. Okay. I just heard like bad reviews and stuff. Yeah, so. I saw the same because I almost didn't watch it for that. That's segment within a segment. Uh, I'm trying to become less of a reviews whore. I want everybody to know that. Gotcha. Oh, that's understandable. That's, that's a big step. I you're allowed that. to like what you're allowed to like. You right. know what I mean? Well, you, I like Halloween You get to a certain point to where you're like, oh, if <laughs> this many people hate it, it's probably not good. But right. that's just not true. I feel like shit like Rotten Tomatoes and stuff has ruined a lot. Honestly, yeah, not ruined, yeah. but I think you know ruined. what I mean. It's it's well, they used to be a trusted source. I don't know now. I'm kind of yeah. like iffy I, on I, it. Iffy, right? I can't trust anything nowadays. Yeah, like you honestly. just except for all these three. preconceived notions right? going into uh, something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we have we have differences of opinion. <laughs> Drake, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> uh, excellent pick, Clay. Thank you. I Hank. appreciate you putting that on the playlist because I thoroughly enjoyed that song. Good. Uh, I listened to these songs on the way back from my parents. Okay. Uh, so it was like. And we'll put the playlist in the negative. description or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll put it out there. It was like negative 10 and blowy and everything else still, but like all your songs slapped. So. Thank you. Shout out to Clay. I'm gonna have to, I'm, he's hyping it up. I'm going to have to listen to these joints. It's all on the playlist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my next one is Tourist, the artist, and the band or the album is called Inside Out. Uh, I've been a pretty big Tourist fan for a while. Um, IDM, I guess, yeah. to sum it up quickly. Um, to be perfectly honest, the reason this album's on my list is I listened to the shit out of it while mowing this year, <laughs> and it fucking hit the mark every single time. For mowing yeah. is perfect. <laughs> so for for you people out there that's uh, listening, um, he's has a mansion that's what couple if, a couple if you, anchors. Uh, if, you have a, if you have a zero <laughs> G motor, deep. Uh, mower, yeah, this album's for you. Yeah, 
I remember my cousin, every, he used to tell me when he used to mow, he used to listen to film scores. Like, he would listen to, like, the Batman score while he... Perfect, dude. That's awesome. That would be fun. Yeah. I'm not trying to like soak up lyrics on a moan. I just want to be as like autonomous as possible. Right. Which tourist is great for. Appreciate it. Uh, they're similar to Tycho, if anybody knows who Tycho oh, okay. is. They're all on the track. Uh, they're not on Tycho's level, but they're getting there. Tycho works a lot with, uh, or does collabs with Com Trues, who really? I love. Another oh. synthwave Yeah, love him. Tourist is kind of, if anybody knows the range, they're kind of on the same level. Okay. Okay, um, number eight for me is FKA Twigs with Capra songs. Wah, 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 wah. Any, anybody? Anybody? Anybody love for the, I, FKA I, I Bro, listen the to Dragon it, I song? I do not listen. You've you not haven't listened? listened? Do you know it? Do you know FKA Twigs? FKA Twigs? Yeah, no, I don't. Okay. Shawan, uh, man, is he? Are they good? Hop, you need to hop on her as soon as possible. F, FKA Twigs. What is she? What is she? Um, she um, she has had only two albums previous to this. Um, this is more of like a mixtape style thing. Hmm. Um, she's more like known for like art pop and okay. just like honestly her last album Magdalene was incredibly depressing like it, like she had been going through like some really hard the Star helped produce that show. very true that's very true okay. that's, you another, that's another person we could talk about at some point she's very cute um, she's very she cute um, but Capra she does a uh, strip pole dancing too by the way that's very oh, true she? I've okay. seen her Instagram it's great All right. um, but with this one she wanted to break out and do more pop oriented with like the art pop kind of focus and like she's honestly, uh, it seems like she's in such a happier place as a result of it. Okay. Like a lot of it is, um, there's a lot of interludes that are just like kind of conversations with like her friends and stuff like that, kind of like building her up and being like, "We're gonna try and purge all of this from from you because we don't we don't need this shit in like 2022 or anything like that. We're gonna be focused on growing and having fun." And it's like from the very first song, she's just like hopping on like such a good like, she, feeling wave and everything she did i think i heard this tears in the club tears in the, the club that's a good song mm-hmm. that's a fantastic okay. song i think i heard that song and i was like uh she's not on the weekend level yet but i get it that's Joe, funny you say that because this whole time i was trying to think of, like who to compare her to for people who don't know her and like i was gonna say kind of like a similar female version know. of the weekend oh, so, really? yes. okay depending yeah. on the album hmm. depending on the album um yeah. but yeah i highly recommend that to you specifically because okay. i think like I think you would really appreciate it. Are you familiar, Clay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. Did yeah. you get with, down her old shit? Yes. She's with Robert Pattinson? Or she, was? She had been with him. Okay. Mm. Um, she She looks like a Doja Cat. Kind of. Probably another topic for another day, but she had been with Shia LaBeouf at some point. I also fuck that guy. Um, well, I feel like that's relevant. Uh, it is. Context relevant. for a few things. Uh, you know, we're talking about crazy albums and crazy events in life and whatever and uh, what Magdalene was probably the result of her relationship with Shia LaBeouf. No, and then, that was previous. I think was it? Yeah, it was. And I uh, did okay. see that. I did see that album cover probably when it came. Was it 2019? Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What is?" This? Actually, it might have been. I don't know. She's had was, some really bad relationships because I felt like that one was kind of. And again, I could be totally wrong. I feel like that was like kind of as she was going through that stuff, mm-hmm. and then okay. this one felt like she's in a better place now of like kind of moving past it. So, yeah. like, what did she go? through with Charlotte the Buff? Like a uh, terrible thing. Terrible thing. He okay. was an incredible abuser and he always has been. Honestly. See, there's for what it's worth, it's and I'm I'm team FK Twigs hundred percent, but like it's all still been alleged, I think at this point, for yeah, whatever it's worth. Like right. it's, I don't know if anything's been proven he's one way or the other. All that. But yeah. he's he's but FK Twigs has like outwardly accused him. Right. And so mm. have multiple others. With like receipts. Okay. Just for the sake of being unbiased, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. 
But yeah, that that dude looks crazy. So I get. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I get that. So. But regardless, hop on that Capra song. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I will second that. All right. You you you'll feel great by the end of it. I hope. Yeah, I mean the play look playlist looks looks pretty good so i mean also shout out to the fucking mixtape format man yeah people there's been a lot of bringing that shit back oh yeah love that now does that i mean if they do the mixtape route does that kill their status or i guess it depends on how it comes out right i feel like the whole thing's taking on a new definition i think Mm. i think with mixtapes it's not a formal album so right. i think you can be a little bit more loose with what you want to do i feel like mixtape is you trying to figure out a sound a little bit right rather right. than taking an album and being like oh this is what this is this is what like my defining sound or something like that right. like what? you're able to try things right i'd be curious to get everybody's opinion what why are albums stereotypically so rigid like why do mixtapes exist why can't albums just be this form that mixtapes are i would say put a pin on it because I feel like that's a conversation that could take two or three hours. Yeah, I'm happy to do so, but it's just something yeah. like there's got to be something historical. Yeah, for why that is. Probably. I thought, and I thought they kind of went away from the mixtape stuff and just like here's just here's just music or here's just an album, like right. Like, and well, that's, again, that's the dawn of yeah. the streaming service and everything. Too. What do you mean by rigid? Like, like to me, when I'm thinking of like a Little Wayne is my my first go to when I think of mixtapes versus albums, like. The Carter Three was like very structured, very polished, hitting certain marks. I assume, to some degree, hitting certain numbers. I don't know that. And for a certain sure. amount of money is involved too, yeah. right? Like between the record label and promotions and marketing and whatever else. And then you have like um, the Drought Three, which is by most uh, uh, review services or individuals considered the greatest hip hop mixtape of all time. Listen to that for the first time, and it's great. Yes, fucking phenomenal. Um, which that, yeah. that's obviously stealing, not stealing, uh, borrowing other people's beats and in a lot of cases making them better. See, see, and I think on that, that's, that's kind of it. I think the, for one, I'll, I'll sum it up. I think that the industry has changed. The platform has changed since then. Like you had to get that stuff off LimeWire to listen to that stuff. Yep, now true. everything is just on Apple music. And then if it's out there to the public, now the industry has changed where it's become politics now. Like you have to get that stuff cleared in order to just take their music like that now so yep. like back then i don't think it was as strict as it is now like little wayne can just little wayne was just taking the entire beat not changing anything to it and just putting his lyrics over it i don't think you can literally do that anymore unless you get something cleared now yeah. I don't, well right, sure. for the sake of putting a pen out I, I think we're probably right because um, there's like a million things i'm thinking of yeah at the moment <laughs> um so for the sake of, I, I love everything you're saying. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm afraid yeah. I could go way over oh, here. Oh, for so. sure. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. I was just trying to sum it up of like. How but I think you're right. Politics I think there are industry. two different definitions almost of right. like whatever that line in the sand is. Right. The um, rate. Uh, mine's was uh, DJ Khaled. God did. I think was was um, a solid one to me because it was just like, first off, Jay Z kind of just came on and just did a four minute spiel that i would never thought he was probably done in this age i mean it was, that was just, to be clear it was a verse or yeah oh yeah it was okay. it was a whole verse like it was i mean it was four minutes just him just going at it and just talking his shit like he usually does no which, hook no i th- i don't there was a hook there was a hook before it like but most of the so it was on with little wayne and rick ross and I think that was it. So they went first. They just gave, I think they just gave a 16 16 bar spill. And then he just took over the rest of the song. Like it was like six minutes long. So 
total. But um, yeah, like with that, I just think like, I mean, he just put some people together on this. Like, first off, he, it was 50 seconds long, but the opening of that album with Drake, that those bars were, it just hit me in a different way where it was just like, wow, like, okay. I, I was like, I know DJ Khaled's coming with a great playlist after that. And then him just uh, kind of gathering up Juice World at the end of that album, uh, which I don't know if he had that in the cut. I didn't get Juice anything. Juice World's past, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's been gone for, I want to say, two or three years now. And I'm like, man, where did he, I don't know how they're doing that as far as like gathering lyrics off of the past like that. So Ooh, that's another um, topic I could get into. Yeah, definitely something, <laughs> something that, that can go. Who's controlling the estate? Who's, yeah. Who's yeah. controlling that? Like, I mean, I, I seen that Mac Miller, like, before we go left, I seen that Mac Miller <laughs> came out with another album. And I was like, who's controlling this? Like, who's yeah. getting, who's, first off, who's getting it, those masters? Like, it, who's wasn't like, it like a reissue of a past album? No, I it, thought, I didn't think it was. Are talking about the swimming or circles? <sighs> no, circles. Circles. circles is finishing it. Finishing it. And then there's another piece that didn't recently. come out. Recently, yeah. Was that, slide a, park? was that a new one? Okay. I, I'm not sure. Whatever it was, it was a it was a previously existing. It was a previous existing one. I think yep. it was previously existing. Unless I'm off. Let me. I, let me I really thought that was reissue. Kids as well. Yeah. Well. So yeah, they did reissue that one. I knew that one for sure. But shout out to kids. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the movie. Yeah. yeah. But, that movie is so wild. But uh, no, I don't. Yeah, not to go too left, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think DJ Khaled did a did a nice like warm up on like the beginning all the way through the end. It got it kind of dry in the in the middle, I would say, but. Um, he definitely put some people together and then also brought out some new artists like um, Vori um, who's another good one he, yeah that, that last track on the album I was like man he's been on a lot of Meek Mill's stuff um, in the past and then he's only done a couple albums over the course of like two or three years where he takes a break and then comes out of the woodworks but um, do you know if he's on Maybach Music or anything? I don't know if he's signed to them so at all I, I mean even well, Meek Mill's independent now. He's off of is he there? So yeah, okay. he. Um, I think they had a fallout or whatever, but I don't, I'm not too sure. But uh, I think a lot of these artists seem like they're going independent wise, which is, which they should do. I think so, but that's another thing. But another yeah. pin, yeah, yeah, another pin. So, but no, that was uh, that was my my. I do have a, a quick question. Um, DJ Kelly now this album. What was the name of this album? Uh, God did. God did. Yeah. Versus like. Um, I don't know the names of any of those previous collaboration albums, like especially in like the 2006 era, whatever. Ooh. Like, oh, how do you um, feel those compare? Man, really? What 2000? I would say like um, Major Holla at Me with like Paul Wall on them. Paul I'm pretty Wall, sure that oh. was a DJ Khaled track. Yes, that was early 2000. Like when he first started putting these people together. Yeah, I would say like depending on who the artist is that he put together can really make make or break some of his albums. Like God did. He's yeah. more of a like a arranger type person yeah like, curator like, almost curator, like, like i mean like your dj drama like your mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i think I prefer dj drama yeah i mean if dj, <laughs> if DJ drama can just stay out of the mic and stop talking shit for the first two minutes of every song i would say yeah but that tyler was, album was fucking sick though yeah well because tyler probably told him to hey shut the wild. fuck up let me get to my lyric oh no he went wild yeah. during the entire thing uh, but tyler Creed is a, a shit talker too so most of the time i think dj drama has way better uh, what do you call those? 
I'm gonna call Mary Lutz. That's not what they're called. Mm. Ad libs. Ad libs. Okay. Barack yeah. drama. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely. That shit was fire. I just call it <laughs> shit talking. He's just a great <laughs> shit talker, bro. Like all we got for Khaled is yeah, yeah. Uh, Lil Wayne mispronouncing his name <laughs> on the drop three. <laughs> DJ. DJ. Khaled. Khalid. Whatever you call it. <laughs> oh, Clay. Uh, a good segue. So um, DJ Khaled had a song with SZA called just us yes. which samples outcast yep. and that was in the new scream mm-hmm. and the new scream featured an actor named dylan Bennett who's in a band oh, called okay. wallows good okay. segue Woo. good segue on that. Look at that. Come on. Um, he's in he's like the lead in 13 reasons why do you know who i'm talking about he's i know the series i can't he's put a in to prisoners it. Put, a, put a pin in that one yeah he's in a bunch of stuff <laughs> wait but, fox prisoners or wait, no. The movie Prisoners with the Hugh Jackman and Jake yeah. Gyllenhaal. Who's the kid in the okay. If you see him, you, you know who he is. But I'm anyway, he's break. in a band no. with um, two friends called Wallows. And they're uh, kind of like pop rock, kind of like, again, 80s inspired pop. But they have a, had an album this year called Tell Me That It's Over, which is about a relationship falling apart. And just each song is just amazing. I I love their sound. I don't know what it is, but like I said, you got these fucking kids doing music in their bedrooms in their garage and they come out with these God damn it. Gen Gen Z. Like they're doing (laughs) my little sister will love you for this choice. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I I don't know. They just say the, their groove. I don't know what it is about their music, but that just, I don't know. It's, I wouldn't say it's like lo-fi, but it, it has this certain like disorienting like sound like, but it's pop. Right. Are they newer? Newish. They hadn't, they've had a bunch of EPs come out. Like probably since 2018, and I discovered them. Like uh, Spotify has that Discover Weekly mm-hmm. podcast, and I found them on there. And I didn't know that he was in there. And I I like him as an actor, and he has a good voice. And the three guys, they all sing and they all play instruments, but they're very like kind of teen pop, but rock, kind of everything. They have a bunch of stuff going on. So anybody yeah. else have a chance to get through Clay's part of the the uh, playlist? No, I really need to right Man, now. I just because just happy. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I trust Clay. <laughs> I trust everybody the, in this room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, upon, Clay upon, opened up a whole new door. Holy <laughs> hell. Upon, upon first meeting Clay, like he, he had made me a playlist. And oh like, my God. I listen to that to this day. Fuck yeah. Like, I'm definitely, like I said, I uh, just scratched the tip of the iceberg with hip hop. I'm not okay. very well versed in it. Well, but you're like a 90s hip hop head though, right? Yeah, a little bit. I just, I, I'm more indie pop. Dream pop I'm really into right now. Like I said, that. It could, seems like you're like into like the oldies more so like yeah that oh 80s. for sure it was kind of hard trying to like compile a list for this year yeah because yeah. i've been i've been going back to the 70s a lot of more elton john yes mm. rush that kind of stuff right. zeppelin system for me i gotta yeah. say oh yeah they rule too or he rules they uh, is it they or he he ish okay he ish who the lcd sound system he is he ish uh, I'm super fucking geeked for the future of us in this podcast and hopefully somebody picking an album. I don't give a shit when it's from or who it is yeah. or anything else. And just like, yeah, eating the yeah shit going out through it. it. Yeah, definitely. That's what yeah, I'm loving. It. Super looking for, yeah. like which mostly, we just didn't have time for. But honestly, this is what this is mostly about is just like having a general consensus of being like, oh, what do you love from this year? Yeah. And like putting people on to new and different things. Yeah. Right. Like I, I'm definitely hoping that, uh, Clay starts us off because I mean it's just <laughs> I don't know like it sounds like you're like into into this 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 music yeah okay, right. so, I love it like sorry I know it's a sidebar but like one we all have great taste but like particularly Clay's right now is like killing it and yes. then on top of that to hear Duh. we all have four totally different perspectives on a lot of things so like you know just spitball on here if we 
Clay's like, hey, we should listen to his Yes album. Like, I can't yes. wait to hear that conversation. Right. It's like, Duh. like <laughs> of course. There, I'm, I'm always geek. coming up with a playlist in my head. Like, I music that you can drive down like a country road with like the sunset going on. Like, you've always been good about my, that. I, I look at I look at some things like very cinematically. Obviously, I love film, so right. I was like. A song would go perfect with that. Or if you're getting laid, or you're getting drunk, or you know, doing right. shrooms, doing right. shrooms, yeah, everything. rolling a big fatty, you know what I mean? <laughs> a, big Shit. a hogger, a hogger, <laughs> smoking that last little yeah. roach. You I'm know, keep know. talking. I'm gonna use the restroom real quick. Oh, would you, you bring that bottle of Woodford over here, please? Woodford? Yeah, of course. So I have to go at 7:30. What time is it? It is 7:10. Holy okay. shit, we've been talking for that um, long. Yes. Maybe yes. when we whip back around, I can go through mine. Let's, let's, uh, where are we at? Eight right now? Yeah, and then. Is there any chance you can reschedule? I can't. Damn it. Okay. I, have I thought I would ask. I, I have that. a family Zoom oh, game that. night. I get that, yeah. Okay. And it's, well, I, it's with people I haven't seen in a while. Once he gets back down, you go through the last of your seven. Yeah, you carry then, it, bro. Okay. Yeah, carry it out. Sorry, I don't hate... Because this is... I, I want to keep... I, would, oh, I no. can talk to fucking midnight. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah definitely. For sure. So, sorry about that. Yeah, no, no, no. We're, we're adaptable. Get that, yeah. <laughs> we're we're rubber bands over here. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to get into your play, like your playlist here, because I'm like... Was man, there a certain to... song that stuck out that you were like... Honestly, uh, that... um, The Half-Life... Yeah, really stood out. The Wallows really stood out. Let me see what else is on there. Honestly, you just hit everything I was looking for that day. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I haven't gotten into uh, Charlie XC's X. Ooh, is that all days? Oh yes, solid. Yeah. Charlie XCX was fucking great. And I'll talk. About, I think those are the main ones. I'll talk about them more as I go go through. The first song was a good dance track. I, uh, the Brax that first song on here is my favorite song of the year. When we get there, <laughs> fucking oh my god! A uh, slight, slight uh, side note while we're waiting on Donnie. Has either of you listened to the new um, Big Mike songs? Killer Mike songs. Killer Mike songs. Mike's. No, <laughs> I have not. No. Isn't he with the what's what's his group? The group called? Um, Jesus. Jeez. I mean, Jesus. To... What's Killer Mike's groups called? Oh, um, Run the Jewels. Run the Run Jewels. Jewels? Yeah. He is in Run Jewels. He's got okay. two solo songs out right now. One. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, Christ. I'll have to look them both up. But one's got Young Thug on it. Okay. Both are such bangers. Really? All right. I'm going to put them on Something the playlist. different than, you know, his his last Oh, yeah. Couple it's just right. him talking some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking great. But that's... Killer Mike That was us hard. killing time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Clay's gonna kill it for the next whatever because he's got to go. That is a okay, uh, and also another reason why the 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 podcast format is a little weird, just because like I feel like top ten lists are huge. Yes, they're huge. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like we can well, talk you can forever. burst off tangents on every. It's like an umbrella, every like every. Thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. If but that's fine. I like listening. It's we'll, a work in we'll progress. as we go. Right. Yeah. Work in progress. Yes. But um, where were we at? Uh, wherever you're at, bro. Seven. You can do seven and up. So seven was SOS is a. Okay. We've already kind nice. of talked about that. Yeah, what do you have to say about that, though? I just, I, I think because there was so much anticipation from the last one, just, I was yeah. so happy listening to it. I just love her. I, I don't know. Just she her such flow. A good and I just, For sure. I can't, a lot of these, like I said, I can't really put words to what it, how I feel about it. It just, just you, it when slaps. you know, you know. It's yeah. a bop. <laughs> it's a banger. Is that what it's the, a banger. Is that what it's the kids say? I'd say. <laughs> but um, the next one is uh, by this artist. Her name is Fleur Electra, and she had an EP called In Technicolor. Um, it's only seven songs, but it's very dream pop, very dance pop. Um, Does dream pop have a shoegaze? Shoegaze, shoegaze a little bit. But she's on this label called Our Days Records. 
and the females they have on their roster, like they're very like, they're alt girl. Just I, we're all about the females here. Yes, is it a girl owned label? Do you know what's that? Is it a female owned? I'm not label? sure actually, but I know that the the females they have on their roster are very like obscure. Like, what's the name of the label again? It's called Our Days H O R U H O U R, and then okay. Days D A Z E. Nice. So it's very dream pop, bedroom okay. pop kind of stuff, but. Um, yeah, it's like you're walking on a rainbow to this album. I don't know. It's just <laughs> say less. <laughs> yeah. And the next one I have is Crash, Charlie XCX. Probably definitely my favorite pop album of the year. I just um, she's put out a lot of stuff over the few years, and it's it's always almost hit with me. But she's had a few, I don't know, not misses, but I felt like. What was the one where she's she has like the video camera and she's How I'm like feeling now. yeah that she made over COVID. You see, I'm I'm flip turned with you a little bit. Oh really? I, I really like that album and I think I like Charlie a little bit, but I haven't like delved fully deep into mm-hmm. it. Um, I I listened to Crash this year as well. I yeah. would say like I, I know it's her like kind of trying the like 2000s era sound being like kind of Britney pop star and everything for sure um I think some of it goes over really well there's a lot of really good material in it but I think some of it kind of pales in comparison to that I think she first came on the scene she was with Iggy Azalea for Fancy do you remember that bullshit oh yeah yeah yeah. she did like the the chorus of that and she did that um, song from Fault in Our Stars, Boom Clap. Boom Clap. If you had to sum her up in one or two sentences, what would you say about her? Because I, I like briefly know her about her, but not a lot. I, I'm not sure how to describe her. I just, she definitely takes what she knows from other big pop stars and kind of peppers it into her sound. If that makes sense, I, I, would, I would say she's not like a sound pioneer. No, 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 no. Um, I think she like takes familiar genres and kind of works with it um, because I I don't think she's like ever been like a big push through for what a genre could be because like in terms of like hyper pop or anything like that. Right. I think she took a lot from Sophie because like her room. Oh, uh, she dedicated like, Crash to Sophie. Yeah, who was exactly. a pop singer who passed uh, away. Yeah, God rest in peace, Sophie. But like, um, God, the gays love Charlie. Like if you're oh, at a Charlie show, oh gays love. That's Charlie. a gay fest, man. But um, she has a song on there called "Constant Repeat." It's like a like a 1991-1992 sounding pop song, like early Janet Jackson. Ooh. Kinda, Ooh. Yeah, you'll love it. Or that like That's how, okay. after Rhythm Nation came out, like, okay. that kind of era. Did you guys see Janet Jackson's going on tour? I want to go. I want to go. I did yeah. see that. She looks I'm great. She had her a kid old, at 50. Her Isn't that insane? Ass. I don't know. She's going to be out there out of, <laughs> out of breath. Jada needs to sit down. She makes. She knows she needs to sit down. <laughs> We're not ageist. Yeah. And this this next one is another EP. <laughs> I don't know too much about the band, but they're called Crooked Kings that I discovered. But they have this great song called Landfall, which is about this dude that was depressed during a hurricane. Oh, and it's yeah. it's okay. very very it. smooth, just very depressing, kind of like really sad, Smashing Pumpkins, that okay. kind of thing going on. Um, I think it's it's a dude, and it's like these. 19, 20 year old dudes that I don't know, like garage rock kind of a little bit, but a little. Do you know where they're from by chance? I have no idea. I kind of looked them up. I assume all garage rock comes from Brooklyn. Yeah. I want (laughs) to say Florida is where they're from. But, um, I don't really have too much to say about that one, but like each, uh, they've, I don't think they've had a proper album come out. They've just had kind of EPs and then a single here and there. Um, but I really enjoy their music. So if you get a chance, if you're depressed, um, and the next one is Always. 
Oh, yeah. Blue Ray choice. I'm, I'm, I'm learning from to Canada. Love it. I'm learning to love it more and more. They, I'm so glad you put them on there. Yeah. They so they lost a couple band members. I think that quit or left the band. Yeah. And they brought in a couple more people, but this one is very. Uh, so they released a couple singles at first. And they're so the vocals are moved way back. That's that's an and they're I they're brought in like the kind of the background the background noise is brought up front, so it's a little disorienting. But the more I listen to it all the way through, I love it more and more. Mm-hmm. That's another thing too with music. Like you could hear it for the first time, like that sucks. Yeah. Like oh. I wasn't impressed. I, I I always like like their their first two. I wouldn't say they're poppy, but they're more shoegazy. Their <laughs> second album's really underrated. I think For that's sure. Just that's my favorite the, album of theirs. Yeah, it's just due to the year that it came out in, because there was a shit ton of music that came out that year. I think Damn came out that year. Yeah. So, yeah. like, just like a bunch of stuff that came out. But it's a female led uh, indie group from Canada. Uh-huh. And uh, how many times do you, like, go through an album before you can kind of. Ooh. really evaluate it or like this one took at least a dozen oh, I think really? totally. for sure okay. there's some I'll listen to all the way through and like that that slaps but like I said earlier yeah. I'm more song oriented than gotcha. album oriented yeah. but right, uh right. yeah I don't I mean it, it, it's more so like like classic <laughs> rock right but uh they have a they have a song the standout song on there is, for me is called Belinda Says okay. which is about a teen pregnancy and just the the melody and like the the lyrics are great for it's, that one. It seems like I'm not gonna call your music out or anything. It seems like there's a lot of hardship, uh, you know, music in there yes. too. That's there has like to be some really kind of like fucked up connection. aspect yeah, about yeah, yeah. it. I love like fucked up lyrics, but like very poppy. Like a good example I always throw out is "Every Breath You Take" by the Police. Right. It's such a beautiful song, but the lyrics yeah. are creepy as fuck. It's about <laughs> a dude stalking a chick. Like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Like, that or like the most recent Paramore album too. Like, for sure. It's just yeah. utterly depressing, but with like eighties yeah. like synthwave. For yeah. sure. Pop. I can I can definitely see why you like can't feel my face for sure. Man. Oh <laughs> hell yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> but um, like I said, I there's not really much I could really go more into with that. I just I. That the Always album for me now, as an album listening to it, makes more sense than listening to singles by that song. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like listening, like you have to like listen to the whole album. I think. No. Yeah. Exactly. And like that's something like I've always like focused on. Like I'm always in like an album mindset. I always like trying to figure out like a holistic piece of how they start and end and stuff like that and how I don't know. It's just always just been like a passion. For me, right, right, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of look in, into music like that as well, just like how an artist kind of starts out and then how they kind of reevaluate themselves and their music also, and then not just outside in their lives, right? Whatever, but yeah. well, they they went on hiatus. They they had a show and a dude jumped up on stage and like grabbed the late singer and kissed her. Oh, and wow. they stopped the show. Did you ever hear about that? No, I didn't. And they can't, they stopped the show, and then they stopped their tour for a little bit. Then they finished their tour for their second album, Jeez. and then they took like because their last album came out in 2017, so they've been out of the game for a while. Plus, wow. they lost a couple band members. Right. So I think like what they were going through as a band yeah. comes out on this comes album, out. and I think that's why I like it a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So yeah. All right. And then um, the next one I have is called Fever Dream. By the band Cannons. Cannons is a trio from LA. It's a really hot female singer. Mm. And then two dudes. One's on the synth and one's on the guitar. Nice. Very churches. Okay. Um, there's, there's this more LA. It's not, I wouldn't 
like they don't have like a European like sound. I don't okay. think it's very LA, very, yeah. very, 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 very eighties. Okay. Like their, um, their music videos are like, like slasher movies pretty much. Okay. Clay's the eighties king over here. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know you, if you've seen a, a, a theme here, but it's a lot of eighties inspired yeah. synth music. But, um, have you heard of cannons? Um, yeah, that's my other album on here. It's called Fever Dream. It's really good. But yeah, uh, you're I really think that good. was another one that stood out to me on that playlist. It's uh, they have a song on there called Bad Dream. Yeah, they have a great music video with that. Okay, but it's like she has like long blonde hair, very hot dresses, yeah. but she has a great voice and just very melodic, mm. kind of sad music but it's dancey like i said what's what's kind of the la vibe like what is that more so like just i would say it, like very cinematic very kind of kind of dingy okay but polished at the same time if that makes sense i don't want to sure. sound pretentious well, I like okay. Ferreira. a little bit that's Where, a good example of how i would describe the the vocal style of her when mm. you when you describe churches a little bit because like churches like their synth sound is very kind of clean i would say mm-hmm. um and uh, along with Sky Ferrera and everything, there's just like that weird dingy quality to it that like really. I feel like churches sound that they. Um, I feel like they've gotten more cleaner. Mm-hmm. Like they've always had a clean sound, but like especially with their third album was especially very clean. Cleaner. But um, have you ever have you guys listened to churches? Mm-hmm. I have not. So it's good I'm stuff. Left They're great live. Very They're poppy. Okay. Yeah, very, very poppy. Yeah. All right. Okay. Shout out to Marissa. Um, kind of like mainstream <laughs> pop electronic. I guess is how I would describe it. Okay. Their second album was really, I think, their highlight, I think. And their newest album, Screen Violence, was like a very 80s slasher movie. Mm, And that's kind of how they framed it a little bit, too. They were also, in the very beginning, at least from my experience, like hella primetime SoundCloud. Like they had the. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Like the. Mother I don't know if this was the exact series. I might just be making a connection here, but like (laughs) the Jam in the Van type era. I don't know if you guys know what that is, or like. uh, I can't think of the other one. Uh, there's just a lot of like underground uh, people doing like one-offs in their vans or in these like homemade studios, whatever. It was all popping up on SoundCloud. It was all very raw and authentic, and they were in that same kind of camp. Gotcha. Yeah, the the lead singer of Churches was in a band. I can't remember the name of it, but they weren't popular, but she jumped into Churches. I think they snagged her. Mm-hmm. But they're from Scotland. Yep. Oh. And the lead singer, she's super cute, super short, tiny, but like commands an audience, and I fucking love that. Mm. Like their shows are great. Okay. I think we've seen we, them twice actually. Yeah, have Where we did you guys see them? We've we've seen them twice at least. We well, saw them at a Fall Fest at the LC or whatever the hell it's called now, uh, Kemba Live, and then I think um, we saw them indoor or outdoor. The one, the first, the first one was indoor. The second one was outdoor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, good shows. How do you feel about the outdoor venue? It's not bad. Not bad. Yeah, I mean like. In terms of outdoor venues, I mean, Blossom's probably better, but... It just makes me think, I haven't been to a show in so long. I was supposed to see 311, but that fell through a couple months ago. Do you remember that? I was supposed to see them, but yep. I didn't go. I did not hear <laughs> that you imagine me at 311? Yeah. Seeing Death Grips in September. I'm, th- I'm that type of person. <laughs> September? That's... It's only, it's only nine time. months away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Quite a long you, time. Do your thing, you know? I'm ready for it. Hey. So I, so the, the last one, I it was really hard because I, I don't have like a top album of this year, but the one that I listened to a lot was an EP by this um, French house duo called Breaks and Falcon, kind of like a Daft Punk, but they had a song this year called Step by Step that featured Panda Bear from Ooh. Animal Collective. Yeah. Speaking of which... 
Panda Bear and Animal Collect had both had albums come out this year. Mm-hmm. Did they really? I they think did, yeah. um, time skips in Panda Bear had it was with somebody called Sonic Boom or yeah. something like that. But anyway, they have a song called Step by Step, and it's my favorite song of the year. It's this very languid, slow kind of like yacht rock disco kind of. Do you know like Christopher Cross and Chicago, like that kind of band, like very early eighties dad rock, but it's very slow. And it's just like the groove of it is amazing. I love Panda Bear. Like they're his vocals. I love, and it's just like, that's my favorite song of the year. And that would, that's the top of the cake for me, but they have a couple other songs on there that are pretty good, but I I never really listened to them. I I guess they're like uh, France's other like pop duo or uh, house duo, like next to like Daft Punk, but they're good stuff. Yeah. That's Hell amazing. Yeah. Also, like, great company to be in. Panda Bear and Animal Collective. Mm-hmm. For sure. Definitely. Holy shit. I listened to, uh, on the way here, I listened to Flora Dada. Do you remember that song? Oh, Did you know the lyrics to all dude, that? that thing was such an earworm. That was, like, the only song that I listened to off that album because it was literally the first song. Yeah. And I, I think I can't listen to it anymore just because I think it's just, like, so annoying. I love yeah. how you just said earworm. Like, it's just... It's an earworm. <laughs> it's trash. I mean, no, well, I mean, like, pop, pop songs are earworms. That's oh, what they're designed for. Ah, okay. I will take that. They, they stick in your head. Ah. But uh, unfortunately, I Clay has to depart. Unfortunately, yes. So it's been an honor. This, Thank you for this conversation. But I'm excited you. for this. Yes. Yeah. Also, I, I want to say talk all night. Yeah, man. Yeah. Stuff. I Pick love. A topic. I'll yak all night. <laughs> I We're love talking. hearing you guys nerd out about this shit. Like yeah. getting the backstory behind that song. Like when I saw it on the playlist, I was like, oh, it's a dance track. But like now knowing that, I'm like, yeah, You're like hell yeah. I have so much better like backstory behind this song yeah. for sure. And that's I think something that we hope to bring to this. Like weird backstory. Yeah, fuck everybody listening. We don't give a yeah. shit about you. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> learn from the three of you. Yeah. I definitely Thanks, learned Hank. a lot from Clay over here. Just just different varieties of rock that you just get into. I feel like you three rock. are kind of on the same wavelength. Yeah. In terms of not I break out a little bit. No, they have very there might be some wavelengths, but there are some sharp yeah. outliers. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Oh, for my sure. Number six is a sharp outlier. Yeah, those Believe dudes me. those dudes get out. I'm I am a. There's certain lanes that I will step into. Then right, I'm good. <laughs> well, Clay, we fucking love you. Thank love you, you so much for joining us. Peace. We'll see you on episode two. Yes. You Enjoy your family Zoom. Two. God damn it. Get safe. Yeah. Get home safely. Jackbox. If you're playing games, you better win. Better fucking. Yeah, we're win. doing the Jackbox. Oh shit. Okay. Game stuff. Clay yeah, number one. No, yeah. Should have texted us in the group chat who won. Okay. Quick flash. Quick flash. All right. Peace. <laughs> Later, homie. I'm gonna try to get out your way here. Mary Ford. Great. Motherfucker just comes in here, gives that that knowledge, and then leaves like mm-hmm. that. Man's nice. on the move. Yeah, hey, did you he, him, he did that sprinkle meme. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Fuck Salve. Is it um, me? Yeah, it's you. I think. Yeah. What do you got next? Uh, next up on the list, I have an album uh, that would probably be if I were ranking these towards the top. Toro and Moi Mahal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I fucking love this album. It's a really well produced album. Well-produced album, the entire story behind it, uh, the sound of it. First and foremost for me, more than anything else, just the sound of it. Uh, Shawan, I don't don't imagine you're familiar with this artist. Yeah, no, no, not at all. Um, I'm just going to give him the blanket statement of being an indie artist. Hmm. Uh, He's been around since, like, I don't know the exact year. I'll say 2008, 2009. Somebody I followed through most of his career, but, like, I've fallen in and out of a little bit. Uh, He's had some live albums, maybe a live album. Um, every album sounds different than the last. Uh, Mahal, for example, sounds significantly different than anything else he's put out. Cause this is like, it's more of like, uh, 
I guess the concept of it is like being in a car and just like listening to a mixtape or something like that. Kind of. I I I don't know that I can pinpoint one specific thing strictly because of the rollout because I know what you're talking about the cover the music videos but then they had that weird release thing where it's like a bunch of people wearing masks smoking weed in a basement kind of like that 70s show okay Mm. yeah because like I know like during the whole album there's like a little there's like little contexts of like revving a little bit oh yeah trying to open or turn on a car and stuff like that maybe it's just like on the side of the road and you're just listening to music during that Probably, I, I would imagine just like signifying a journey, maybe, mm-hmm. of getting through the album. But to bring it back in, um, this indie artist who is constantly transforming genres put out an amazing album that to me was like the modern day equivalent of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts or Yellow Submarine, take your pick. Uh, it was very much that 60s Beatles. Yeah, very like uh, psyche. Psyche, mind bending, you know, self discovery type stuff. Uh, and it was just done so well. Uh, I put the first track of the album on the playlist strictly because, like, it it, it did grab me in the beginning, but not in the same way that Kate LeBond did. But what like it, I knew jumping into it what I was getting into. Yeah, it's such it's such a good opener. Like you, like, <laughs> it, um, I think one day during like the school year and everything, I had rode my bike to school and I just like popped the album on like on my AirPods and everything. Not sponsored by your Apple at all, um, but like I, I popped out of like my driveway and everything, and like the whole beat just kind of crashed in, and I felt like I'm not trying to be main character energy or anything like that, but that's what it felt like a little bit. I'm hearing everything. <laughs> Clay's back. Is Clay back? Oh, is anybody parked behind him? Donnie, can you? Sorry. Oh yeah, that's right. Here, pause this. Beatles are awesome. I mean. Now that Donnie's back, um, some little mini podcast. Who's, put it in a mini who's, podcast. Who's kind of as big as the Beatles is? Oh, who? don't don't Drake. ever. Uh, <laughs> I knew that was coming. Billboard's Billboard's proves that. Dude, uh, here we go with the Drake thing. His uh, permanent tattoo on his arm proves that. So sorry, go ahead. No, go. It's okay. Um, so if we're gonna keep going, um, number seven is the Smile, a light for attracting attention. Now the Smile is an offshoot band of the Radiohead. Do you know Radiohead? I do not. Oh wow. Okay. Perfect. Um, something that you need to hop on at some point. Sounds uh, like I need to hop on a lot. You know, but everyone needs to hop need on to everything. On. We yeah. got a lot of hoppings on. So yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Again, this is what this is for. We're, yeah. we're talking about thing, the things Definitely. that we love. Um, so the Smile is a band that. <laughs> I'm uh, watching Shawan pulse. try to tighten his mic. <laughs> really, I'm trying to tighten it. I need to grab the screwdriver from upstairs. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> so the Smile is an offshoot band from Radiohead's Johnny Greenwood and Tom York. They collaborated. They collaborated together with Tom Skinner, who is a part of a jazz group called Sons of Kemet. That's based out of the UK as nice. well. Um, again, if you have the time at all, check them out as well because it's literally two drummers, a tuba, and a berry sax, I believe. Jesus. Or like a multitude of sax players. Okay. Uh, sax, sax, saxophones, obviously. Um, Real quick, do you know the song Creep? Creep by Radiohead. Radiohead. It's like that. their most famous but song. I'm a creep. creep. I'm a loser. Start from the beginning and then go. That's oh. kind of it. Okay. That's kind of it. That's like creep. Okay. creep. No, I don't. No. Okay. 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 I know Creep TLC. by TLC. TLC. Oh. Yes. That's right. different. Well, if you don't know that one, you won't know any Radiohead. I, just, okay. I, I want to put a gut check out. Okay. <laughs> um, but for me, this album, I think it dominated my, well, one, it dominated my like Spotify wrapped and everything because I feel like I listened to the 
all of those songs pretty consistently, especially when their their first single came out. You were um, fucking geeked about this. I was super yeah. geeked about them. Okay. Um, it has like the, the it has for context for you, it has the tightness of in rainbows mixed with like a not a lot of like political unrest and everything like that. Um, and I think it's just because like of how groovy and tight the playing is that really made me made it stick out for me the the entire year. Um, that's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way. No, yeah, yeah. Like if you if you think about it, it in context, like there's it's very Radiohead influenced and everything like that, but with just a different spin on it. Um, some of it's better than others. I'm not sh- exactly sure. All of it goes off super well. I mean, like some of it are kind of sl- some of the tracks are kind of s- sleepy. Sure. But, um, other than that, like I think they put together like a solid first project and I think they could build off of that pretty well pending a new Radiohead album because you know we're fucking simps for it obviously yes I would I mean I would take new music from either but yeah I agree with everything you said uh one thing I'm curious what your thoughts are on like the I know they did some of those posters I can't remember the exact name of their first single but something like uh, you can't you will, do this on TV uh, you will never work for television again yes the design of some of that stuff and the the frankness of the statements. Did any of that have like a? Do you think they drew any inspiration from Pink Floyd by chance? I'm not exactly sure. I mean, like a, a, Pink Floyd's overtly political. I'm assuming. Well, just like thinking of the Wall and stuff like that, of mm-hmm. like how they're directly calling out a lot of media or political things at the time. I f- and like the frankness, I guess, of what they were saying. I I I I wouldn't doubt it because I mean, like, I wouldn't doubt that through line because I'm sure that's probably an inspiration for them as well but yeah, I, think, I believe Pink Floyd was also from the UK right yeah definitely so I feel like there's got to be some sort of um, but also I think I think it might also do to be like a reaction to today's times as well um, because like the their first thing the first single uh, again you will never work in television again it's very like focused on like the toxicity of like Hollywood and just like the biting nature of trying to make it in that kind of vein and everything like that. And obviously like we've seen plenty of news articles that have come out and in regards to Hollywood being just an incredibly toxic place for one for actors two for any creative in any like vein of it. Um, and I think it serves as like a big reactionary piece. I think, um, while they did most of their songs pretty well in that vein, um, I think some of it less so, and especially less so when it comes to like more albums up to listen here. But do you have any questions? Do you have any questions? No, I need to. I need to catch up on That's some okay. of that stuff. So, is there anything you thought they could have done better on this album? Um. I- for me, I mean, if I'm if I'm gonna be like very picky about it, I, I like their more hard hitting and driving tracks rather than their more spacey ones. I think radio like Radiohead specifically has like really good spacey energy to it. Um, what what you mean by spacey? spacey. It's, it's not it's not as like defined by like a rigid structure. They're not okay. driving towards anything. They're like gotcha. more kind of meandering a little bit. Okay. Okay. Um, and I think. I mean, I think that's just like the Radiohead that I prefer a little right. bit. Um, but like, I think once, obviously, this is a first initial step, and I think once they figure that out and figure out the reception of it, I think they're going to be able to probably refine the process a little bit more. Either I respect way. that. Yeah. 
either way so i guess i guess what was the like what did you connect to the most from that like i mean obviously the hard-hitting ones i get the the style and format but like what so in terms of like what i felt from it i think like again i i think it's the political unrest that i that i'm gathering from it Mm. um because we i think obviously we'll probably make ourselves known with this because like i i'm very left when it comes to a lot of issues regarding political stuff like that and i think calling stuff out like that is super beneficial and i think we'll go into it a little bit on our next one for me at least for my for my number six but like i think just like i it connected with me in that like i want to see a lot more change in the world because our our situation right now is just horrible so yeah definitely but um i think so for my number seven was was harry styles uh, Harry's house. That's a good choice. So, Fuck yeah, choice. definitely for me. I mean, I'll like I said, I'll I'll dip into the pop for sure. Um, obviously, like the weekend, and then um, Harry is just like once I once I've you know obviously he's very mainstream and mm-hmm. very but very famous as well. So um, I think it was a, it led me on a I think I can't remember the single that it got me uh, music for a sushi restaurant. I think that is that the one that was in the AirPods commercial. I think so. Yes. So Great once talks. I heard that, that even that little snippet, there was a snippet in that that commercial. It led me to that. So I was just like, yeah, I definitely gotta. Yeah, I I, sure. I agree with you. There was a good solid couple of weeks where I was listening to that pretty consistently. Yeah. Um, just because like the the pop sensibility of it is like so yeah. nice and <clears throat> I don't know. It, I don't think it had like a really good through line for that. It didn't really. I didn't like connect or anything like to it. It was just more so of just like it was just really great pop music for yeah. me so great summer cool. album yeah definitely. great summer album like it just yep. felt and i mean he i mean he does definitely great summer singles anyway as it is like um uh, was it while i'm Ellen sugar like that mm-hmm. that shit was the bomb for the summer like for sure last summer so um but yeah he just kind of that was kind of mine so I, th- I thought i threw a pop album in there but um definitely harry styles is kind of like somebody that I, you know i'll probably listen to every time he drops something because it's just like He's another artist that just can't really miss or anything like that nature. So, dude's yeah. on fire. Yeah, say the least. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Give, yeah, give props where they're due. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, with sushi restaurant like grape juice, uh, as it yeah. was like. Yeah. Super great. <clears throat> yeah. Super doing great. acting. Doing acting. Yeah, doing acting on that. I haven't seen um, his his acting debut yet, but um, I heard it was really great though. So. Did you uh, see that, Donnie? Did you see it? Yeah. Uh, um. Well, one that's well, not his acting debut. Dunkirk was actually. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. sure. Um, I know he's in but, Dunkirk. Yeah. No, I haven't seen Don't Worry, uh, Don't Worry Darling yet. Okay. I haven't either. Okay. I've, he, he's I've seen mixed reviews, so I'm excited to see kind of where it actually lands. He has two out actually from this year as well. He plays a cop or something. Yeah. Another one, right? Yeah. 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 I see. So it's based on the novel. You, or something. you said what was his his debut one? Uh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. It's okay. uh, the Christopher Nolan movie. Okay. Based on like it's a World War Two, but it's like based in a specific area. Mm-hmm. Is it good? I liked it. I mean, okay. like I. How old I is it? How old is it? Like a couple years old. Oh really? Yeah. 2016 ish or something like that. Maybe twenty. Maybe later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, cool. Uh, next up on my list, I have Namabak Giant Palm. Um, I'd have to do some Google searching, but she played. She was in a band called like Goat Girl, I think, or Goat Girls. They were kind of like. If I'm, both her albums sounded pretty different. One was like 
more electronic. The other was kind of like electronic rock, I guess gotcha. is the best way to sum them up. Mm-hmm. But both were pretty enjoyable albums uh, for somebody who didn't know anything about them. Because, again, Name of Bach popped up on some list of some publication that I trust. Um, checked out the album. It was one of those that, like, I think I... I don't know if I listened to the song in its entirety or what it was, but like there are definitely major parts of the song that grabbed me. Um, like songwriter, uh, folk kind of music, I guess, mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, a modern twist on that. Um, the song that I put on the playlist called Camper Van, I think. Like there's a part at the end that just like, you know, if that if that arrangement of musical instruments doesn't speak to you or touch your soul, then the album's not for you. Like it makes me feel like the, you know, if I were to imagine the best day in the world at a cabin in the woods or something like that's what that song does for me. And I I heard that and I was like, this is fucking pure genius. I can't explain how the end of this song makes me feel. So does it kind of have like a bony bear theme a little bit? To some degree, if you had to find something to compare it to, but like she's really kind of on her own lane. Um, not terribly dissimilar, but like I feel like Bonavera is like pretty well defined at this point where this was like her debut album. So like there are definitely similarities, but I wouldn't want to go too far down a path of comparison strictly because of the length of his career, I guess. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, obviously, because like with I mean, with everything like you're developing and kind of curating what you think is gonna best suit you in whatever genre that you have and i mean obviously with a with it being a debut like you're just trying something yep and seeing if it works which is like i mean how many debut albums are there out there that are the best by some in the whole discography because it's them doing just that yeah exactly and you said what genre is she in you said electronic is uh kind of so she was in goat girl or goat girls which was the band before which is like so different sounding than this which is interesting in itself um that was like more electronic or electronic rock her debut album is more like folksy and songwritery gotcha gotcha okay but wonderful wonderful album nice okay okay um so on to number six so for me this is um chat pile with god's country Uh, so i don't know if did you you didn't listen to the playlist that much? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. No. Did you listen to that? I've only listened one to that. I put in? That one is not standing out. That one's not standing out to you. Okay. Um, so for which means I probably didn't listen to it. That's a, that's a okay. Because um, it's a it's a hard one to get into. Um, I this is the one that I was talking about earlier when I was like, I just listened to it like not too long ago. It came out Ooh. a lot a little bit earlier in the year, but I just like got to it, okay. and this is a. It's like noise rock, but sludge metal a little bit as well. Um, it, it's like very scary, oppressive, um, and very politically driven. Mm. Incredibly politically driven. The one that I had chosen on the playlist is called Why. And it's literally a song where the lead singer is pretty much just asking the question of why is there homelessness in America? Mm. And like he's just getting down to the bare bones of it and giving it just like a good reverence of just like attacking it head on and being like, why, why, why do we have people living outside? Why do we, we have the means to do something like that? Do you understand like the context of like, we have the ability to do something like solve homelessness, but we don't do that for no reason. And we, he's only asking why. And it's just like, it, he his performance alone is just what makes it stand out 
among like the big sludge of just like harsh noise coming from the band and everything like that. Um, and his performance is just like outright crazy. Like he like for this album specifically, there's an um, a song at the end of it called uh, <laughs> Grimace Smoking Weed dot JPEG, and we all know nice. Grimace, right? Yeah. I. I don't, do don't know so, no. so Grimace is a popular character from McDonald's. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the thief. The, thief. Yeah. Exactly. The thief. Okay. Oh, he's yeah. not the Hamburglar. He's the big purple guy. Oh, yes, yes. Big yes. Purple That's guy. who I was thinking. Yeah. I was not. You were about to correct. Hamburger was great. <laughs> I was like, I want them hamburgers too. Yeah. Me, me too, man. <laughs> uh, um, so the like that uh, that song alone, it is an eight minute song, and it feels like. Um, it's a pretty long song. It's a it's a long song, okay. but especially with the tones that like they're working with, it's it feels almost like a like a like a suicidal episode, kind mm-hmm. of like he's he's imagining this purple man in the background or anything like that, and it's just like taking over his like psyche and just like ruining his his life or, and everything like that to the point to where he wants to like not have people see any of this happen. But, like, it's just, like, showing up and everything like that. It's, I, like I said, I, I just, I've only listened to it twice through. But, like, it's it's been steadily, like, rising and rising in terms of, like, how it's affected me a little bit. In terms of just, like, what the capabilities of music can do. Right, right. Um, so, so, I guess, do you, like, find yourself kind of migrating to, like... Um, I guess music that has that type of message or like or or have a strong opinion on the politics of like the world and I or I, I get you, you know you, you love that kind of the genre of when they um, are trying to make a difference in the world and mm-hmm. things of that nature but I guess just the political side of it is obviously different I, th- I think I'm I think I am gravitating towards that and uh-huh. it's weird because like I'm listening to that type of stuff um, as well as like just dance music, right? <laughs> and being able to just like shut my brain off and not have to worry about anything. Man, you're on the spectrum for sure. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, like it, it's it's always just been it it's been something that I have never really like given a lot of concrete thought, I mm. guess. And I think now that I'm like trying to discover like what it is like I want through the world or what I want the world to be, I think it's albums like these that are making me like understand like this is something that I need and this is something that I want to happen. I don't want any of this to happen. I don't want a homelessness to be a thing. Like I don't want yeah people to be that that and I mean the numbers for homeless. Is really really going steadily on. especially out west, yeah. Oh, steadily fuck increasing, yeah. yeah it's Denver, ridiculous. bro. There's oh like there's whole bro. multiple blocks that are there yeah. are people living Homeless in New York people. in cars, and that's ridiculous. It. That's how bro. they live. Yeah, like it's fucking wild to me. It's and it's kind of crazy they even have a car. Like most yeah. most spots, like exactly. LA, you know, they're just right on the street in a tent, whatever. So, but yeah, <clears> it's it's good. I I would say if you feel brave, do it. I mean, you've definitely got yeah. me interested. Yeah. Like, also, I do have a, a quick question. Uh, Sound-wise, maybe not so much, but message-wise, do you, like, how familiar are you with Rage Against the Machine? How much do you see overlap there? Or are they, like... It's a lot darker. Really? It's okay. a lot darker. 
Interesting. Um, well, where Rage Against the Machine is literally raging against the machine. Um, I think with Zach De La Roca's like rapping mindset a little bit, I think that gives it a different context because it bleeds through through hip hop and everything. Because um, it gives like the rock hip hop type appeal, um, not with like the whatever the flavor flav feature was on that one album or that one song. I forget what it is. Flavor Flav did like a feature for somebody, oh. but I'm not exactly sure who. But not Rage Against the Machine. But not Rage Against the Machine. Okay. No. Recent? Was this? Yeah. When was this? It was a while ago. A while ago. Okay. Yeah. It was during the, during his heyday, I think. Okay. Oh, okay. Damn. Um, but like with with Chat Pile, like it's it's more focused on. It's almost like he's doing spoken word. A little bit. Mm. I was kind of wondering about that when you said like performance yeah. a few times. Yeah. Like his, yeah. Like the performance of it is him just kind of like just talking and screaming. <laughs> All right. A little bit. Okay. But okay. It's okay. good shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm about to... <laughs> man, I just love having all this context. I know I've said it like three times now, but like yeah, to go right. back into this playlist and be like, I know what I'm getting into on this song mm-hmm. and I'm ready for it. It's weird because like I had that on number nine and I, I moved it all the way up to number six. Ooh. After like, what? After listening to it again? or Yeah, like just after. So. Okay. okay. And, and I was just like, I just kept thinking about it. I was like, wow, this is exactly what I needed. Mm. Fuck yeah. Um, oh, for, my, for my number six, I think I did... Uh, uh, Baby Keem, uh, uh, Melodic Blue. I think it was just, I mean, Baby Keem is just like a really good debut. Tunes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, big year too. Big year. For yeah, him. big year for him. I think um, this is his third album, and like the second two that he did, I went back on. He did one in 2016, and then one in 2018, and I was like, man, his his pen penmanship is just ridiculous, and it's like. I, I get not going mainstream, like maybe mainstream doesn't suit everybody, but I think Kendrick did help him. Obviously, he did. Um, the co definitely helped. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. The co sign on that. And then obviously, he helped uh, write a couple of those albums and like Pimp Butterfly and stuff like that for Kendrick. But I'm like, man, maybe he did? Him. Yeah, oh yeah. Really? Yeah. He no did. Uh, he helped with Damn as well. So, Dang, okay. Um, so he helps he write, you know, he's definitely has a great penmanship and like just that's wild just just how included he's been and now coming to the light for him i'm just gonna, like man mad respect for that um but has he like, had any mixtapes or anything coming out to this or is this um, like his first like big I don't, drop maybe maybe i'm not counting them as mixtapes because they're they're really it seemed like they were albums to me because gotcha. um i went back like i said he did one in 2016 and then okay one in 2018 and um do like like listen to his penmanship is just banger after banger and then he just writes interesting songs like i can kind of relate to but then also he'll get into some deep stuff like about his family and stuff like that on that side but um definitely it seems like him and kendrick have had an interesting life period mm-hmm. so just of how they story tell um because i know kendrick's like awesome at you know, painting the picture, but Baby Keem is on that almost that close to that same level. So, so. question: How like how was Baby Keem's upbringing? What the fuck was that? That was my. That, that was, was you. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's not the soundboard. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of his upbringing, in comparison to Kendrick's, like, how is it very similar? Or? Yeah, I would. I mean, his was on a. I don't think his was in Compton, but 
it was it seemed like a lot was going on with his parents and then um just their just their background of dealing with LA struggles back in the day. I mean mm-hmm. just crazy shit. So I mean baby came I mean, it seems like he also went through a little bit of depression stage in there, so um he kinda talks about that in a, a couple of his tracks as well. But um yeah, he's his penmanship is just ridiculous and, and his like change of flow. It's I I mean some of them do go on the copyright a little bit, I yeah. think, but of Kendrick, but like he he steps off of it just a tad, just a tad of it, and he'll go in a different direction sometimes. Dude, so. Family Ties alone. Family Ties, family yeah. Ties Range alone. Brothers, like which like, one had the music video that Kendrick was like his big comeback in? Kendrick, it was Family. It was Family Ties, Ties yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Range Brothers, like I was like, Shh, and also shit. like for context, like we all saw Kendrick live. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Together. Oh, together, yeah, for like, sure. Holy and that was like shit when he popped King out. Killed it, yeah, killed it. Kendrick killed it. Baby Keem came out like popped yeah. off and killed that shit. That shit was yeah. fire. And I've seen like snippets of like Baby Keem's interviews about him putting his music out in front of Kendrick, and he's like, well, he has all the respect in the world for Kendrick, obviously. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I think I was seeing one snippet where he said, yeah, I didn't want to put music out that it would waste his time because obviously he's like a god. So. Yeah. He's got a lot. Of, he's what a, got a lot going on. What a yeah, fucking yeah, wild yeah. bloodline, dude! Oh, yeah. dude, that's a Definitely. crazy that's ass your bloodline. Cousin, cousin yeah. right? Cousin, yeah. Whew. Yeah, that shit is crazy. So, okay. well, shit, mad shit. respect to that entry, For and sure. also shout out to seeing that dude kill it on stage. Dude killed it on stage. Very like, much so. He, uh, man, I don't know. I, it might have been Family Ties where he was out at some <laughs> point. I don't think it was because he rose up in the in the back. Well, I don't think it was when he came out by himself. It was. Uh, Cause he came out for Kendrick later, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. I think during one of those, I was like, "This motherfucker is so happy to be on that stage right now." Killing like you could just yes. see he was eating oh, it up. Yeah, yeah. He, was he was there for it. But like, just like the happiest moment of his life. Oh right, yeah, yeah. That shit was dope. That's for sure. Uh, for my next pick, I have JID the Forever Story. Oh damn. Okay. Uh, I don't have a ton to say about this. I do. So shout out to Andrew. You know who you are. Uh, he put me onto this album <laughs> and this artist. Uh, it was just a great album. I, I did not know about JID until this album. Uh, I ended up going through his previous ones after listening to this one. That's how good it was. Uh, I mean, it was it was very refreshing. It was in your face. It mm. was I mean bars for days, beats yeah, for days. Definitely, radar is like one of my top songs of this I year. I seen that. I seen that. I there. mean, yeah, that beat to me is like. Yeah, the best beat of the year. He had Andrew uh, Andre three thousand on there, right? For one yep. song. Yeah, that yep. shit was dope. This, this one's one of my upsets for the year because I have not listened to it yet. Um, <laughs> I know, I know. That's, I, that's I, fair. That's it fair. is fair, but that's like, holy fair. shit, There's so yeah, much music yeah. that's come out this year. It's yeah. crazy. But, but it's definitely on my radar, and like I, it's with this one as well as Conway the Machine, mm. like like his new album, uh, God Don't Make Mistakes. Yeah, like I, I'm I, not I, a big Conway. Machine type this, like fan. I from the first song alone. Uh, I one night I t- listened to the first two songs from both of those albums. Mm. And I was like, damn, I really need to like sit down and actually listen to both of these. Like, yep. God, like God, yeah. don't make mistakes. Like he's he's going <clears throat> off and like actively talking about depression and shit yeah. like that. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's super nuts. <clears throat> but like, yeah, I mean, there's some very solid hip hop entries this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. I also didn't make it all the way through Conway the Machine one, um, or the latest West Side Gun for that matter. Yeah, that's true. Um, Ooh, I think I did listen to that latest 10? West Side Gun. Yeah, um, it was. 
I can't remember. It I got a couple through, songs in. Yeah. Was, I, I was like, eh. Pray yeah. for Paris is mine. Yeah. Pray for yeah. Paris is it for me, I think. Yep. Um, but anyways, JID, is he on TDE? No, he's something else. He's on Dreamville. 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 Yep. Okay, that's right. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, really good showing for Dreamville. Super top album. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. <clears throat> okay, um, I'm hoping that this is on everybody else's list as well. Mm. Um, but I have for my number five, Beyonce, Renaissance. Oh, you had it at five, huh? Five. Okay, I had it at three. Oh dang! Okay. Yeah, yeah. You got it on there. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like we could collectively talk about this. It's my yeah, number yeah, two yeah. for the sake of order of writing albums down. Okay, I gotcha. I understand. Okay. Okay. okay, but um, one, holy fuck. That's just what the order a, I wrote things down. What an incredible... Yeah, it was... Detailed, <clears throat> true to house and electronic music yeah. album. Like, yeah. she did, she really did all of that justice. Oh, like. Yeah. Shout out to the writers for that, Shout that album, too. So. <laughs> they did, they did Do we know amazing. who all the writers were? Is that like a lengthy list? or is uh, that a few? It, was, it was lengthy. It was lengthy. Okay. Very lengthy. Yeah. There's a lot of people on there. There's a lot of people on there. Yeah. First of the hey. trilogy, I'm assuming. She sounded said, like it. Yeah. It sounded like it. Um, yeah. I don't know what those other two are going to look like, but I yeah. mean, for me... I, I'm I'm there with the dance music. I, mm. I think. She, oh, she does different eras. I that 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 we talked about that at some point. Okay. Um, for, <laughs> good. I'm glad. Good, good. I, I know. We, I, I, no, cool, I, cool, I, cool. I remember we talked about it. Um, yeah. But like she, it absolutely good job. Like I. Could we nail this era down to a, a decade or two? In terms of uh, style. Ooh. I don't know. Cause like, I'm not saying like, there needs to be. I was just curious if there was yeah. like a, a, a decided upon era or no. Because there's a lot of disco. There's a lot of house music. There there's is, a lot yeah. of super disco. Honestly, there's some boom bap in there a little bit. Yeah. So it's all I mean, over. It's all over the place. Yeah. But like different styles and eras of dance music alone. Like, I would say she was all, she seemed to be poppy here and, here and there too mm-hmm. um, previously. And then she'll fall back into the R&B but this one definitely she stayed stayed in that lane of yeah. like thoroughly getting that dance music back to where you know where it needed to be so uh, yeah it was it, it was a very nice refresh yeah yeah very nice refresh cuz i think yeah. like especially with the past couple of years there's been a lot of like really depressive episodes i think yeah um yeah. and i think there was like a really like a lot of speculation of like is this like does this happen to be too early right for like what we need in terms of music and everything like that. But I think thinking back on it now, like I think it was exactly the thing that we needed to jumpstart, like what's going to happen next or like what's going to happen in the next coming three or four or five years, like right, right. in terms of like house music or dance music alone, like fuck yeah. yeah. Or popular music. Either. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. For dance music, it just, it's been, in the, it's been in the islands more so than anybody else. Like Wizkid, like Tim's, like, it's been over there like yeah. for them. So they've always did that. I mean, and I know Wizkid has written for Beyonce, so like like more like tropical you mean or Yeah, more tropical dance gotcha. music. So I, f- I feel like that's been like definitely on the radar this mm-hmm. past year, like more heavenly than like than than Beyonce's just, you know, real regular like pop dance. Do you think that's like on the that. way out though as a result of this? Yeah, yeah. I mean 
on you think Beyonce is like dancing on the way out? No, like, I think. Do you think tropical like dance oh, music is on their way out? As I don't. A I don't think so. Like, I think. I think I, that shit's always in style. Yeah, I think it just stays in style. Like Wizkid makes that shit okay. stay on gotcha. the radar, and doesn't seem to be oversaturated. Yeah. Like maybe I'm not hip to the market, but like. Right. <clears throat> you get a couple tracks a year. You're yeah. not you're not getting whole albums. You're not getting Those multiple artists. Shits. So yeah. whiz kid aside, because I know we've seen like people like Justin Bieber. Obviously, I think DJ Khaled is probably mm-hmm. another one that would be in this vein of having like tropical dance style of music yep. and everything like that. Um, do you do you think they're going to or people like that are going to shift a little bit in terms of what do you think Beyonce is doing or? I think whatever she does, people will do. Yeah, yeah, just because of how big she is, obviously. So yeah, yeah, I mean, or at least try to mimic. But yeah, try to mimic on that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's the the, the there was a, a video that I I'll show you guys at some point. But there's like a little graph of like early adopters or like tr- trendsetters, early adopters, people who are riding the wave, late to the wave, and extremely late to the wave. Mm. And I'm excited to see like what happens as a result of like. In terms of, like, what Beyonce does. Yeah, yeah. And, like, how that progresses in the next couple of years. I think the the only way it'll progress differently is if Rihanna does go ahead and just drop some new music. She needs I to think drop some new music. She'll, she'll do it immediately. differently. Yeah, Rihanna's got that heat, bro. Yeah, she's got that heat. She'll bring it... She'll dial it back to a little bit of R&B, but she'll, she'll crank it up on dance if she needs mm-hmm. to, for sure. So. I also think for... So, I love this Beyonce album. I think it's fantastic and, like, all the things we've said, but, like... I think, at least in this moment, I think for it to have any, uh, make any waves or have any impact, like dance genre wise, like she's gotta get some more well known names maybe in there. I mean, how she had Donna Summer in there. I'm right, but like Donna Summer's like not really doing anything these days. Like I'm thinking like a, you know, a DJ Tiesto and Aphex Twin. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody of that caliber, like that. Nicholas Jar, like mm. her Nicholas Jar would be fucking bonkers. <sighs> My God, like she fucking I mean, crushed yeah. it on this album. I have nothing yeah. bad to say about this yeah. album, but like for this being the first step in a trilogy, in order for you to honestly change anything about dance music, you're gonna have to do something along those lines. And number I, two or three, I, think. I don't know. Beyonce's. I'm not trying to put her on the spot, but I think Beyonce's ego is too big to be to be as like she doesn't. She doesn't fuck with anybody like that to be like, all right, cool. Like, Here, here's what that. I think. Right, unless it's Jay-Z. Yeah, unless it's Jay-Z. If, is... if we're going with the whole trilogy route of everything as well, like she's doing Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, obviously, this is like the establishing period. And what if she takes these next two albums to like really push it? Oh, I would love that. Like really I... see what we can do with it. <clears throat> well, actually, for the... She said the trilogy is. Did she say she's gonna stay in that same genre though? I don't know. Nobody knows. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't think feel it's like ever she specified, will. Yeah, but... I don't feel like she will. I think the next one's gonna be an R and B, and then, then the one after that maybe, poppy, maybe throw some bars in there type shit. So, I don't know. That's what I feel like it's gonna. I'd be curious to know, and maybe some of you guys have some backstory on this. Like, was there an intent for this album? Because I kept hearing a lot of shit about the dance music, like. Yeah some version of like oh she's changing dance music and maybe i maybe i drew my own conclusions from the things i were seeing but like that's kind of how i felt like that album was perceived Mm. and i didn't really get that at the end of it for me i think well i mean like like using the term renaissance is like such a harsh demarcation of like 
what changes and everything. Because, I mean, like, for the Renaissance period, for, like, art and everything, it really, like, changed how we see and perceive art and everything like that. And if she's making a statement such as that, like, I think, I think establishing what that art was it might be the aim of it. And what she does with it might be the change that she's looking to see or wanting to push. So with that being said, I fucking so hope these next two are dance albums. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I actually, I actually would like to see her go across the board with turning it back down to R&B to see like where, you know, that is. And like, cause last, I don't even remember the last time she kind of dialed back on like really singing, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, like I'm, I, I mean, I can play this this Renaissance over and over again. Yes, definitely dance, great, great. But also, like, want to hear about like what it really is now with Jay Z. Like, let's let's get off the lemonade, Dick, and then what's what's what's, what's, what's what is now? What's what's now? Like now, what's going on? Like you guys yeah. look stronger than ever. Now you got another kid. Like what? What's what's popping? You know what I mean? Like maybe save that for new uh, new Carter's album. Yeah, Ooh. right. Exactly. Then Could you imagine too? Like, she's doing these, let's just say she's doing this trilogy of dance albums. Like, that's just going to be fire. Really, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. No matter what it is. And then to still have that to come back to. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Like, to make a, well, Beyonce, because she's Beyonce, right. but like an Adele-type album. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I would like to see. That's, I mean, dance is great, but if I listen, just, it's me. If I listen to it too much, if I get a whole nother 16, out, like 16 tracks of it, it all sounds the same kind of yep like a little bit and i think so, that was i think that was a really good aim that she had with it because like this entire album really bleeds through one another yeah um cuz she added a lot of really good transition points into the, each song and everything like that because yeah. it flows really really well yeah um cuz like i mean from honestly from cuff it on like just straight absolute bangers every single yeah. time like virgo's groove cuff it break my soul like i remember you texted me i texted uh, you at some at point the, at some you're point. like this string of songs is like the most fire shit ever i was so pissed that you yeah. left heated off there heated i have like a you left that uh, off there i'm not i'm not exactly sure how i feel about it i thought that was the best one on really this, okay yeah. oh, okay heated is like i had that on repeat when mowing you know, this year. Dude, virgo's you know why what it got. Who, who wrote heated who wrote heated Oh god! Oh man! Oh look at that! The which it, which like this news is supposed to be out there it was surprise, that that was supposed to be on. Honestly, never mind. But kind of handed that well, off. Well, it's probably better than this one album. It's better. It's better on this album than yeah. You're telling me Drake wrote that? Drake wrote that. That was a banger. Well, good thing he gave it to that Beyonce then. Banger. Because he probably would have ruined it. Um, Actually, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, if you if you go back on some of Drake's, <laughs> Drake's previous stuff, he like signs. Uh, it's similar to how you guys are proclaiming Beyonce songs, so just again, go look, <laughs> again, go look, go look back at those. We'll, you we'll know put me? a pin in it. We'll go put look, a pin go, in it. Let's just say, I want to say, <laughs> if Drake wrote heated, mad props to Drake because that yes. song is straight bussin'. Yeah, but it's also based upon the performance as well. Based on the performance. Sure, she had to deliver on her end. She yeah, had but to like, on her well, end. you know she's gonna deliver. I mean, those she, lyrics are he hard. Might, though. He might have yeah. wrote that, and it might have been really hard. But the the performance the performance alone is I think what makes it and how yeah. somebody interprets it and moves it. Well, that's what you she have had to have something to work with, though. Because, yeah. because if Drake 
did that and performed it himself. From it would have sni- came out the from, from the snippets that I heard. It would have came out the same way. I'm no, t- I promise you. No goddamn she way. She sang it the no same heat way he would have sang it. No goddamn way. It, it would have been trophies. It would have been trophies too. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I, you know how I knew that I just so I didn't even look at the writers list beforehand. So I I went through the whole album, and I was like, that sounds like. Drake should be featured on this song because she sang it like Drake. Uh-huh. So I was like, I already knew, I already okay. knew that was written by. Okay, him. that's so, what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Come on, man. Whatever. Come on, man. Put a pin in on. that. We got the Drake whisper. Yeah. What's, your, what's your number five, friendo? Actually, it's for the sake of time. I got because I gotta get out of here for a second here, but I'm gonna go down my five really quickly. Go for and, it. I think um, we'll do, do the that. same. Yeah. So Let's do it. For five, I did Steve Lacey, Gemini Wrights. Good choice. Made the um, list. Made yeah. The list. That was. Those were just straight bangers and me like it was just kind of house music again and then we were just i mean we were doing a couple things in the house and then it just felt like it was just a groove and i was listening to lyrics so. i think he really actually like figured out his sound a little bit because yeah. i think for yeah. his first two albums he really struggled right right and i went back on those and i was like i don't know i don't know if i was really feeling them as much as i'm his feeling personality this shows a lot more in this right one. yeah um and then four i did uh future um i never liked you i think Rap album wise, I was just like, yeah, this is he's painting pictures. He's he's on his rich shit, uh, just talking all about that. Just calling rapper after rapper out, which he should definitely because like, if you look at most of those ATL rappers, I think like a lot of them are kind of biting off him now. Like, mm-hmm. and he's to that age where it's just like some of the new up and coming rappers are like definitely giving him his flowers now. So I think he kind of took off. Um, even further with this one. I mean, he already did his thing, uh, I want to say two years ago with the R&B album slash rap album. And I was like, dude, you can do it all. So that do you have a favorite uh, future album? Um, actually, I'm a mixtape guy. Uh, his um, 56 Nights, uh, between that one and um, Beast Mode, hmm. he did. When did um, those come out? Those came out. One was 2019. 56 Nights was, so his producer went to jail with the with the thumbnail that had, like, crazy amounts of songs in there. So he had to write all his songs again in 56 Nights, and they just came out banger after banger. Was that so early? That early was stuff? early. Yeah, that was early, like, seven, 2017 and stuff. That's like so. that, um, oh, what was that one Lil Wayne mixtape? Like, the first one he allegedly didn't write lyrics to? Didn't write lyrics, yeah. Yeah. It's what like, was that, uh... 5,000 degrees he did he didn't write anything for that so like seven I don't, I don't know what he called it like seven yeah. notebooks or yeah, something yeah, yeah. bars or yeah because he was it was like a length of those. yep yeah because he didn't write he, he's never wrote after that because yep. he just said I'm just gonna write all this and never write again so oh yeah um, interesting yeah. you have two different spots in the future eras yeah oh because I know exactly so that's one of the guys like that gives me like the fiction picture or whatever you know what i mean like i'm not a part of no drug game or anything like that so like for him to paint really what he's gone through and like so much other stuff dealing with like women experience as well that's what i can kind of relate to too and then like some of some of his background i'm like definitely for sure so he really uh like asserted himself as like a great oh yeah at this point for sure like for sure you know i don't know that who's been right there beside him was uh boy drake so, uh, uh, that was so cash money, okay. Right, all right. Three was Beyonce, and then two was Kendrick Lamar. 
Two, um, huh? Two, yeah. Okay. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. I mean, the penmanship. One? Oh, I have uh, her loss for sure. Drake, Drake and Twenty One Savage. Um, because that was that's actually a non that's a nonstop album. So okay, uh, all yeah. right. Let's hear Again, pen. Yeah. Let's, I mean, let's hear the compare and contrast between your number one and two. Like, yes. what what put that one number one for you? So Kendrick has. Kendrick is always like okay. this because, like, partially hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in order for us to effectively talk about Kendrick, because the Kendrick of it all, I think, is a really big thing. Right. Um, I think we should probably just blow through our lists. Yeah, definitely. Because my number two and number one, you guys are not even going to think about. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, for me, for me at least, like, I personally love these albums quite a bit. I mean, like, I feel like the, the conversation is going to gear towards Kendrick either way because I for think sure. that's such a huge, like, cultural milestone yeah, yeah. for us. Yep. Um, yeah, I can run through mine pretty quickly. Uh, I got Jeezy Snowfall because it's fucking Jeezy. Uh, the man's still putting out bangers of trap music. Avi. That was, uh, that was this year? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, if you don't love Jeezy, fuck you. I would, I would, I would, um, I would put a. Uh, it's not dry yet over that, but I guess. Which that. one's that? Push your T's album. Oh, oh man, don't get me wrong. I went yeah. back and forth. Push your yeah. T's on here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, not my top 10, but it's on my yeah. list. As far as trap music wise, sorry. But, yeah. GZ yeah. uh, nostalgia for me. Okay. All right. But, I mean, big ups to Pusha. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got Duval Timothy meeting with a Judas tree. If you haven't listened to it yet, listen to it. Uh, it's like that great snowy long drive music or whatever your equivalent of that is. I got Beyonce and then I got Kendrick. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, my number four, Kendrick. My number three and my rap album of the year is Billy Woods with Athiopes. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've listened to him at all. Mm. Um, he's more of like the abstract hip hop type deal. Okay. You'd hate him. Yeah. You'd probably hate him. Probably. Uh, Similar to Earl. You don't like Earl too much. Earl Sweat. Oh, Earl Sweatshirt? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh yeah. He's terrible. Uh, go ahead. Another topic for another day. Because uh, like so many pens. In, t- in terms of abstract hip hop, like I think Billy Woods is really the bigger person okay. than Earl. I mean, like Earl, I think put abstract hip hop in the main stage a little bit because mm. I think he had that main stage era with Odd Future and everything like that, and I think he just like went in a different direction with his sound and everything like that. But I think Billy Woods is more of like the like the lyricist, like the okay. lyricist, lyricist, but he has, he paints like such a really good picture of, of things. Like he has like a really detailed gotcha. oriented type person. Um, like, I would also say a little less on, or a little more untethered. Yes, definitely. Um, like his, like the first couple of songs, there's barely any like drum beats or anything like that. Okay. Um, like he just like goes off and like the stratosphere, especially with the second song, No Hard Feelings. Like, gotcha. that's probably one of my songs of the year. Like, it's crazy. Um, my number two is Black Midi with Hellfire. Uh, something that I asked you to listen to, but you could not listen to. I tried. You it tried was, super hard. It wasn't my flavor uh, of tea. It's just 40, out, 40 minutes of straight, like, it's weird prog, but, like, rock. And it goes into, like, several different genres at once within that 40 minutes. Oh. And it's super weird. It's off kilter. I listened to it at, like, 1 a.m., I also I know that, like, is very deep in your soul. Very deep in my soul. Like, okay. it just, like, from front to back, it was amazing. Right, like, right, right, I loved every second of it. Um, but for me, my number one was Black Country New Road with Ants From Up There. Um, the... This, Tell us what genre this is. Yeah, what, it, it's... It's a little bit of... 
rock, a little bit of Baroque rock, pop, I guess. Um, but like, hmm. it, it, it's it's an album that I think, in in reference to my number nine pick, Mitski and everything, I think Black Country New Row was the album that kind of like helped me through my breakup quite a bit um, because I think just he paints such a weird specific picture with like loss and being able to talk to somebody and like a, a good point had been brought up from like another like YouTube source or something like that every single song feels like an ending and <laughs> for context surrounding this album like this is their second album the lead singer of this uh, of this band um quit the band two year like two days after this album came out okay. but just due to I think like mental health reasons and I think it kind of really shows just like the despondency that he had to go like and the lyricism that he went through in order to like come to that point of being like I can't do this because like the fame is a little bit too much like it's just mm. too hard pressing for him as far as topics discussed in the album based off what you're saying right now are there any that stand out to you as like, wow, I can't believe this person's willing to talk about this? De depression, loss, like feelings of intimacy, um, uh, caring for a loved one despite not being able to like in the way that you want it to be. For me, at least, um, at, at least that's what I draw from it. Um, and I'm I always super impressed by anybody who's willing to take that leap. Like. Oh. I think about journaling sometimes of like having a physical copy of well, I feel like that's, whatever I'm going through that day. I'm like, yeah. I don't even want that, let alone to like write an album about the shit I'm feeling or anything else. Like, I, I just want to say like mad props to the bravery of anybody who does yeah. some shit like that. I feel like it's more so for them to use their platform for others that are going through the same thing, though. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they take that leap because they feel like maybe there's someone that could possibly go through the same thing. So. I don't disagree, but there's such a level of honesty of like, yeah, yeah, be like admitting that shit to yourself, right? That I, like to me is wild. I, I agree with you, Shawan, in, yeah. in that like, it. Honestly, it's something that like I think I'm gonna be keeping with me throughout my entire life in terms of like what I want to put out there in the world. Mm -hmm. um, like hell, I I wrote like a small little like thing that I have like a plan for for like the next coming school year and I just wanted to put it out there because I have like a physical need to do it yeah and whether or not people gravitate towards that that's good or not good depending on whatever you feel but like I it, it just felt like I needed to come for me so it seemed like these albums were like more so of like the connectivity yeah. between those two. Got a blueprint. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. I think so. Now, now with these two albums, like, do they? Is the flow of it all over the place? Because I just, like you said, there, there was one out. The second album you said just goes through seven different genres. I just don't. I don't the, know if I can catch on to the flow of the, the flow album. of it. It flows yeah. really well for me. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> like right. surprisingly, super yeah. well. Like it, 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 like it changes. Okay. But like, it's in a way that feels right for that band. Right. Okay. Um, because like they're such a, at a weird, like they're such a weird band for me mm. or for a lot of people. Um, and I think that like they really just like really captured what they wanted their sound to be. Gotcha. And it just flows weirdly well. There's just like okay. some weird chaotic moments, some scary moments, some really heartwarming okay. moments as well. Um, but for, for black country, new road, it's, it 
flows super well. Um, but I think that's due to the length of songs as well. Oh, okay. um, like there's only nine songs on it. The last song is 12 minutes long. Jeez. Like they, they start from like a small progression and then they like build and change tone a little bit, Okay. but not like genre or anything. Mm. Um, like they they just build it in phases and stuff like that, yeah. and I think that's what like makes me love it so much. And you said the first album, your number one, it's like a, every song ends, so like mm-hmm. like it's an ending. Like, like it feels like an ending to me. To okay, like the ending of an album, like type. It, it feels like it just feels of, like an ending. Oh, I don't okay. know what ending. that's up for interpretation. I think. Got you. Okay. But like, okay, got you. But regardless, I love that album a lot. Um, I would encourage both of you to listen to it okay. if you would like to. Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna have to go through the second that you're number two because I, I just want to hear these genre, different genres. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah, just to see if it is it going to flow because dude, that's the, a flow. It, it goes wild, dude. It's nuts. Okay, I want a soundboard of Shawan's uh, ad lib responses to the things you were saying. Yeah, the entire conversation. Listen to my entire top ten. That's, yeah. a, that's another topic for the for the, for the podcast. Yeah. Listen to my entire I top might, ten and tell me your. Gut reactions. Gut reaction. Well, okay. you just gave such variable responses to everything Donnie was saying. There was yeah, like yeah. a different one for each one. I'm like, I need that. I need <laughs> that. <laughs> let me, bro. Let me, let me check the. Yeah, oh, I shit. That was good. If anything, I've been I laughing internally bro. for at least the last like four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and, please let me get in here. And, and then you put Kendrick at four. I'm like, oh, Ooh, exactly. these better be some. Let's talk Kendrick. Exactly. Let's, let's talk Kendrick, bro. I'll say this before I leave out, bro. Yeah, like, how much time you got? I got you leave. I got. I need to leave probably now, but Kendrick... <laughs> He's walking out yeah, with the mic. Right. <laughs> but Kendrick, to me, like, his penmanship is always going to be there. Always going to be there. But that banger that I want to, comp- you know, go over and over and over again to, it's just like... Well, for my mood. Like, so if I do, like, a gym mood or something like that, I don't just throw on... Kendrick because I have to listen to Kendrick's lyrics. He's an active like, listener yeah. to Like maybe the one um you know in 95 like okay that mm-hmm. was I I can definitely start my gym flow off to that one or something yeah. like that but he has that you know he he'll have he'll throw that that mainstream uh one in there like he the one that he did with uh Blast um uh that was really poppy and kind of summer summer vibes that yeah. I got so um like I can listen to that one because it's like, all right, this is like it has a hook and everything else to it. But the other ones, you really got to you got to bang, 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 yeah, bang. So exactly. there's like, no like pre-existing structure to what yeah, the yeah. song should be. Right, he's painting a pit. This is this pictures. is this is your prime time story storyteller right yeah. here. So you got to understand the flow that he's you know really going through. I mean, I love that. That's why it's number two. But when I want to like bang out for the day, like I want I want my truck throbbing of like this banger yeah i like her loss definitely it's a late album but i'm so glad you know definitely doing it with is that scissor so this is drake, oh, no, drake. Drake, drake drake and 21 savage yeah yep. so like her loss was just like awesome like it switched up flows switched up genres switched up the picture mm-hmm. and then drake would insert himself because 21 savage obviously talks about other shit um who's another atl god legend so performance wise who is better uh like perf- like performing it i mean kendrick definitely performed no, it uh like i that. guess in terms of her loss um drake or oh drake or 21 um 
Does it feel more like a Twenty One album rather than a Drake album? No, it feels like a a mixture of both. Actually, okay. they they did well combining it. That's okay. what that's what I, I mean. They switched up the flow. They switched up beats here and there, which was awesome of that because Drake also got back to his singing shit, but also still talking shit. Mm-hmm. So it was it was like prime prime time. I mean, like as far as like his lyrics, his penmanship could have been maybe a little bit better, but they were. I mean, they were pretty controversial him and 21 so which is what you want you know you want to make a no, big noise so i would say that was for sure there but if it didn't come this year it kendrick probably would have been my number one for sure gotcha. so okay. I, I definitely had actually j cole as my number three but i went back and i was like man maybe it was a late album and that came late in 2021 God. okay i was gonna yeah. say did he dropped this yeah year? he dropped like, no he dropped he it was a uh, september or October, November, that that's when he dropped that. I was like, man, it's almost been a year. Um, I guess he did do the, the Doomsday with uh, Gangsta Grizz, which was all right. But, um, yeah, Kendrick Kendrick always puts his penmanship down for sure. But, like, only certain tracks you can kind of go back to, mm-hmm. really. Is so. it the, yeah, Kendrick's more of an album person, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's a definitely just album. At this stage. Yeah. At this stage, yeah. Well, to, uh, yeah, I mean... Actually, now that we've stage, caught up, I yeah, I would say I don't think stage. everybody's always been caught up. Yeah, I mean, like Section Eighty, it's not like it's not like very right. like paint a picture type esque. Like Good Kid, Mad City on has yeah. always been. It has, I but I don't think people knew to expect that. I would like say Good Kid, Mad C- or Good Kid, Mad City. I remember that coming out. Yeah, and hearing. Uh, What's it actually called? Back swimming pools or swimming pools? Yeah, and being like, oh, this is a banger, or yeah. like, bitch, don't kill my vibe. All those types of things. And, like, I didn't know at that time how I should be looking at the album. Yeah. Because yeah. it was, I mean, they were just straight top chart bangers. Right. Which, yeah, I mean, those singles that came out for the radio kind of threw me off of, like, how to look at that, those albums. And then when I got into those albums, I was like, oh, these are, these are like, solid albums. Like, these are picture as a whole. Mm-hmm. So I think that's because that, so. he's somebody who has a lot to say and who seems to know what he wants to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that oh, makes a yeah. big difference yeah. versus he, somebody trying to fill a sheet of paper with lyrics. Right. Yeah, he, he was really trying to figure himself out, I think, which yeah. I think he finally did. Like he, I think he's always struggled with something like a, a savior complex a little bit mm-hmm. um, in terms of like he's trying to kind of, I don't know, like just give the like solve all the world's problems yeah and you cannot put that on somebody's shoulders you cannot put that on a rapper's shoulders or any musician's shoulders like like that i would say so like section 80 and then like i think it's it's section 80 right yeah and then to pimp a butterfly he wasn't he wasn't at that godly level and then after after that but he didn't get to to the godly level until damn to me i disagree he wasn't. He was though. God. He was godly level to Pimp a Butterfly. I think he. he yeah. I agree with both your sentiments because I think to Pimp a Butterfly is godly level, but I don't think he had reached that outwardly yeah. until Damn, and then so Damn. Damn's kind of when he embraced the that. savior complex. He was like, "Oh, this is what people want from me. I'm going to give it to them." Right. And then I think after that, he struggled to realize with the monster he unleashed. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. mean, I feel like he always had that savior complex a little bit. Um, I mean, like, into Pippa Butterfly, too, because, like, he, he's going back to the city and trying to, like, figure out what went wrong. Yeah. And, like, that, and I see, think... See, it, what you said there was city. He was doing... He does this for Compton, right? But 
he kept his godliness in Compton. And then when he released Damn, he was like, oh, no, I'm I'm bigger than Compton. I own Compton and then everything outside of it. Right, like and I'm hip hop savior. Yeah, I'm I'm every I'm whatever you need from hip hop or anything lyrics wise. Okay. I'm everything, yeah. which yeah. also isn't like super uncommon. Lil Wayne did the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. And you can you can hear that from album to album for Lil Wayne. Um, I would even say that for Drake. I would say that for Jay Z. I would say that for J Cole. There's because, like a weird pressure for yeah. up and coming hip hop artists. Yep. Because like Tupac, you know, is at least for me because. I don't have much knowledge behind that of like he was original hip hop savior. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then when he hit that mark, what did he, when did he hit that mark was as soon as he was released from prison. That's when he, that's when he became that level. So anything before that guy rest his soul, but I would say, you know, that was Tupac coming up, but after the jet, like his, his train of thought changed and then everything else around him changed. So then his music changed. So, yeah. I mean, I think the same thing for Biggie too. Like Biggie, you know, God rest his soul. It didn't change till after he really made it, and then he passed like right away. He just got out of jail for that. So like, that's when he changed as well. So did Biggie go to jail? Yeah, Biggie was in for two years or so. Yeah, I think Tupac was in two. Yeah, Uh, narcotics. No shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah. So if we're Collectively thinking about it in the context of Kendrick and everything. Yeah, yeah. Good kid, Mad City. He's in the city doing yeah. his thing. Yeah. Um, to Pimp a Butterfly, he gains mainstream success. Right. And then goes back to it and sees the problems that are plaguing them. Can we can we make a sidebar here for Kendrick and Black Panther pairing and what a magical, perfect storm that was? Yes, that was a great storm. I, I mean, think that's a huge element of his... <clears throat> uh, Legend, legendness. Okay, mm-hmm. I, would, I would say that that made him on that level as well. Like that was for a big him to part be the worthy it. artist to be chosen to be a part of Black yeah. Panther. To me, was like makes perfect sense. It made it makes perfect sense. I think. Yeah, but like, yeah, it was like, just like a, a feather in his cap of like I am who I say I am. Right, and he was. I mean, I I want to say like he had already had his thumbprint already in, in the culture before that. For and sure, then, like you said, he just kind of. It just gave him his the rest of his hand on, on the yep. culture wise. So yeah, but yeah, definitely. But I, don't know. I the the last thing I want to say, uh, harking back to the three of us seeing Kendrick in Detroit at the Little Caesars Arena, uh, one of the tightest, most well executed concerts I've ever been to in my life. Yes, one of the top for sure. Uh, everything about it was fine tuned, uh, delivered perfectly. Uh, I, you know. This day and age is hard to feel like you left getting your money's worth, and I, oh, yeah. I felt like we we doubled our investment. The, when we left yeah, there. The, the concerts like that are few and far in between, and I feel like we've experienced, especially this year, of like concerts that like yeah are really <clears throat> well done, like in terms of like production value as well as like the general love for for that the <laughs> fans and for the performance and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. And, and I, I mean, I've I've seen Jay Z and J Cole one of my so those three definitely are like my top top in music you know whatever you you know spread it but performance wise that was just that was just amazing with Kendrick like it was just and I break mean, out them hits the hits Definitely. old hits and then even the incorporation of like I don't know I mean also I, I felt like I got two concerts with Baby Keem because I've been wanting to see Baby Keem so it was just like 
damn, I really paid some great money for this. So yeah. fuck awesome. yeah. So the yeah, bomb yeah. ass so, wings uh, beforehand. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Double up. And, it's, and honestly, like the little skits in between. Like yeah. the dude, the the um I don't know what you call it, Lil Kendrick. The mm. the little penny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how familiar you are with the old Penny Hardaway shit, but like no, Chris no. Rock used to voice Lil Penny. Yeah, yeah. It was a wooden puppet, same one we got the concert. I love those Sprite okay. commercials. Gotcha. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. A uh, huge, huge nod to like yeah. nostalgia and the culture and yeah. shit. Yeah. Like I, even down to him calling out the little Kendrick, mm. like the oh yeah, the kid in the yeah. crowd. Oh, right. Kendrick, that was wild. Yeah, yeah. That Crazy. was amazing. He just like looked straight, straight at him. Yeah. I mean, that shit was on all of the. All the websites the next yeah, day. Right. And he, hell, he like did like a handwritten note on his like a little poster board and everything. Yeah. Like, yep. I forgot about that. That was hella dope. And the spill that so he gave good. to Little Kendrick, like, I would say that's a genuine, like, probably the most genuine artist I've probably ever heard talk. Probably mm-hmm. is Kendrick. So, oh man, definitely. Just yeah, to, definitely. in like his interviews, from his interviews to just the way he lives his life, it's just like, I mean, between him and J Cole, it's so authentic. It's just like. Man, you just feel almost connected to that person, like type type of thing. So, and even with Kendrick, like you know, a lot of the shit he talked about in the album was therapy and like yeah. trying yeah. to be better and open himself up to new things. And like, I still think, just based off this the stuff that we're privy to, like he has a lot he's trying to figure out. Yeah, which to me is nice. It's refreshing to be like, oh, Kendrick's also still trying to know who he is. Yeah, versus me feeling <clears throat> like I'm listening to uh, Michael Jackson or somebody who. You know, based on the perception perception I was given was like already checked all the boxes of like I know what I need to be. Yeah, it's it's him breaking down that savior complex and being like, I can't be that. <clears throat> I can't be that for anybody. And I think that's. I mean, I feel like that's something that a lot of people, a lot of us feel sometimes. Yeah, it's like the ultimate. Like trying um, to fix everything or be helpful for or happy. We're trying to make everybody else happy where your happiness is not like linked yeah. or anything like that or a factor in what you try and do for yourself. Right. Yeah. I think it's more, I mean, I don't know if it's really him finding himself or is it, is it dealing with famous shit? Like, it's like of how big he's, he is now. Like, now you having certain things come out of the woodworks about yourself, about people that want shit from you. Like, I mean, even dealing with shit like of his auntie and shit like that. And like, that now showing, his full self to the world is like, all right, I know who I am, but this is who you need to see me as, not more so of like what I'm becoming or like what you want from me. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think he's, I think he's great for first off putting in lyrics and then painting that picture of himself, but also being able to entertain the world at the same time with it. So like, cause that, I feel like that's super hard to do on both levels and and then on top of that, you know, almost be still like the one of the best rappers alive in the, in the game. So that so. Do you th- do you think some of the? I mean, I guess the general populace of like controversial choices that he had made for this album factor into this at all. The what now? It, I guess in terms of like the inclusion of like Kodak Black, inclusion of the F slur. I mean, first of all, I mean, I, I did start reading up on Kodak Black a little bit. He's a he's a little bit bigger. Um, artist of the culture than I thought he is. Mm. He's really put his thumbprint on on a couple of things that I did not realize. And I'm like, for the angle that uh, Kendrick was taking, I would say 
it's fine. I think it's fine. I okay. don't think it's really controversial. I, th- I mean, I thought it was a good angle to shock the world with somebody that you wouldn't normally see on somebody's level as far as Kendrick. Like, you mm-hmm. you wouldn't say, oh, Kendrick would Kodak Black? Nah. Because, I mean, even with, like, the inclusions of, like, the allegations that he, like, has against him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what, what do you mean by, like... I mean, he's had, like, sexual assault allegations. Yeah, or Kodak Black does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Kodak Black has a lot of shit against him. Like, first off, this there's been murder cases going against him, narcotics, all this shit. Like, first off, this dude is a Florida rat, for sure. Like, this, you know, this is a dude from the scums. And, mm-hmm. like, and some of the interviews that I've done, I'm like, all right, all right, I mean... It's controversial now because maybe everybody doesn't see the full picture about Kodak Black, and that's always been his. From what I've read, it's always been the case since he's been in the game. Gotcha. So, um, it's kind of like you know what you're getting into. Yeah, you know, I think, and Kendrick's hella smart, so I think he already know what he was kind of mm-hmm. getting into with that. So, um, now those allegations on that shit, I mean, shit, I mean, I've seen so many artists come come from that. It's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, okay. Now you see like sexual assaults on Chris Brown, but that motherfucker is about as famous as the next person. Yeah, fucking don't like that guy. If you talk, if you talk to somebody else like Trey Songz, who's drowning in that shit, literally drowning in that, then that's different. You know what I mean? So, I think it's um, I don't know. Based off what Shawan said, a little bit about like kind of the intention of including Kodak Black. Like from from what I gathered, it sounded like. He was maybe intentionally or not, including Kodak Black to show like this is the shit I'm kind of talking against mm-hmm. of like these are points I'm trying to make. This is somebody who's an example of that. Like, I think I saw somewhere that like Kendrick claimed he didn't know too much about Kodak Black, which may or may not be true. Like, oh, really? okay. I guess if I'm Kendrick, I'm not trying to maybe do a ton of research on somebody like that. Mm-hmm. But I've also seen a video of Kodak Black. Dancing with his mom, grabbing his mom's ass. Yeah, he's oh, so I'm kind of like. To be honest with you, I've never like, been a Kodak Black fan, so I, right. I mean, even yes. he gave some good lyrics on the on the bars that he did give. I mean, now now the opening and all that other shit. That's just him talking shit, and then you hear Kendrick say, "I'm I'm not pro black. I'm more like Kodak Black." What does that mean necessarily? Right. Means that like. I'm still that motherfucker. Don't play with me. You know what I mean? And yeah. if you look at the cover art of of Mr. Morale, I mean that proves it itself there. So with like the, with the gun in the back. Yeah, pocket. like yeah, but I'm still gonna, I'm family. still gonna protect my circle though. I, yeah. Like I don't give a fuck who I am more so. So I feel like too. It maybe I'm wrong on this. Like I see it as an element of like if you're gonna give me opportunity, I'm gonna seize on it. Right. Yeah. So sure. like, you know, you're part. Of, depending on who you're speaking about, you're part of the reason I'm in the situation I'm in. Yeah. So, of course, I'm going to take, uh, you know, a tied sheet together hanging over a ledge to try to get out of that. Yeah. yeah. So, I guess it's more of like, it, it's not taking him as like a redeemable, trying to redeem him or anything in any way. It's just more like taking a light and being like, this is it. This is something. I think so. Yeah. I don't think he was trying to promote Kodak Black or anything. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. I don't. Which, <clears throat> I mean, look at it now. I don't think the three of us have ever said, wow, Kodak Black was a banger on that song on that Kendrick album. We've yeah. always said kind of weird it got included yeah yeah i mean i've after that i did start listening to kodak black a little bit more mm-hmm. i would say um still not a big fan so i think it's a good parallel. promoting didn't work yeah, if we're, gonna, yeah. if we're gonna circle it back to kanye at this point um having Ooh. 
Marilyn Manson, like on on Donda oh. and everything like that. I think he. I think his aim was him trying to like. Oh yeah, that was unfortunate that. timing. I think, like, really, yeah, or at least yeah. a shitty comparison for people to make but between I, that and the Kendrick Kodak. Yeah, black I think idea. I think that's probably where like the through line of that controversy. No, came. totally. It was, more, it was more like, yeah, because you're giving somebody a platform. Yeah, yeah, giving them a platform, and like, Ye was more so of getting the out outliers of that, like, the, the bad people that you're you're you know you're kind of writing off. So mm-hmm. that's who you know I'm hanging out with because you're you've written me off. You've done this you think i'm crazy as shit blow blase blase so. which i mean if we see where he's at right now like yeah but you think he sees himself like that no he doesn't so he he this sees himself as a complete on. different above all entity right that. so yeah I, I mean yeah it still gives out great music i'll say that but the off off shit is just that's him that's another that's a whole nother stop pop topic but that's just him. So yeah, yeah. If we're gonna end it on it, like we're can't not, support, can't we're support not. that guy. Yeah, yeah. I have a question to end on. That is not terribly exciting. Okay, that's okay. Uh, so very beginning of this podcast, we noted that radio play can have a factor in overplaying certain songs that we really enjoy. Are there any songs that either of you have overplayed for yourselves, and kind of took took the pizzazz out of the Smile album? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised. That's understandable. Because, <laughs> no. like, I, I overplayed the fuck out of it. It was, yeah. like, two of those... I think three out of the songs on that album, like, were in my top Spotify, like, songs. Yeah. And everything like that. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, like, I get it. Because, like, I was in that for a little bit. I think I overhyped myself a lot. Okay. But Yeah. I don't... I don't... I don't have any. I mean, I, I keep my mixed level where I'll go back to it and then I'll get into something else and then... I'll come back to it maybe, and then just depends on my mood of the day. Like if I want to overplay it, like I'll overplay it for sure. I think, yep. it's, I think it's just because I'm album focused rather than like song focused. Yeah. yeah. Where I just like toss on an album and just like listen <clears throat> to it. Yeah. Interesting. I know, I know every like every song that I'll need for the day basically for me is like <laughs> for the song. So <laughs> well, yeah, daily playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Song. Like I'll know which album it is. Boom, 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 and then I'll circle back around to it. I may not go through the entire album. But I'll I'll play the hell out of this song because I know that's probably what I need for the day or whatever. So interesting. Yeah. What about you? Uh, well, first of all, I find both of yours interesting because hearing you, that your album focus, so you're just you're you're ruining albums instead of single songs. Uh, yeah. No, I wouldn't say necessarily ruin the album, but like exhaust. Because like, I, I exhaust songs on the album, I guess. Yeah. Or for you to be so methodical, because I know you have a list of albums you're getting to. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm not surprised you're not ruining songs for yourself because you don't have time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, and for me, like, songs-wise, like, I can get album mode, but I have to listen to each song and then combine it as an album. That's what the flow has to go with me. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. I see that picture, and then now the next picture. So you're getting individual paintings and then putting together the show afterwards. Interesting. Okay. That is interesting. Yeah, that's how Mr. Morale was for me. Like, that's how that You had to, like, listen to a song. A song, a song. song. Yep. I have to listen to it in order because it... That's, <laughs> of course. Obviously, that's how yeah, I put it in. Yeah. yeah, that's the sequence. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, I don't really have any this year. There have definitely been some previous years. The only one that stands out to me is Savior from Kendrick because oh, really? that is okay. without a doubt the song I've listened to the most this year. Dude, mm. Father Time, though. Father Time? Father Time okay. was the song. For oh, me. bro. Yeah, Hearing would... Kendrick say with attitude, I, I am not your savior. That, yes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. that's the vibe I'm on this year. Yeah. 
fucking say it again, brother. Either that or I got daddy issues. That's on me. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, in 95, I have to go back to that. That Die Hard. That Die, die Hard, hard is, is just, so I'll play that just to get into my good mood for the mm. day, for sure. And then, like, I mean, that Silent Hill, I, like I said, Kodak gave some bars in that, too, gotcha. too also. So, and then, like, obviously, I have to go to Savior because Baby Keem is up in there destroying that shit. Oh, so, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, 2022 is not, <clears throat> not the year of Baby Keem. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean. It's probably coming. That Father Time was great, I would say. But Shout out yeah. Sanfa. Yeah. yeah, I think it, I think the Sampha feature made it, but also like the beat, like it just like oh man, I everything like, about it was great. But Sampha is so few and far between, anyways. Yeah. Who put who put Sampha on? Oh my God, here we go. And uh, that's our podcast. That is our podcast. <laughs> I would love <laughs> to just end this by saying I I would thoroughly enjoy this also being a concert podcast because oh, I know we all do like a decent amount of shows. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like. I don't know anybody else who talks about concerts. Yeah. So, like, I think I that know, could be a fun uh, element. I don't know if I'm, I've am i been to enough to keep up with you two, but, you know. We'll make know. room. Enough. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. We do some shows. Yeah, yeah. Go see things. For sure. I said, anywhere in the We out. came. The, the release was nice. <laughs> Is that how you're going to start? <laughs> we came and we conquered, but we came again. Just came. <laughs> Everything's came. For sure. Yeah, we came. That's yeah. it. Awesome.